Radio Ronin Show is on the air. That was a good one. Yeah, that was uh, McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. What was it an, an egg McMuffin? It was a it was a uh, it was a bacon egg and cheese McGriddle. Oh, that's the best. Oh, McGriddle. Yeah, it was it was You're sweet. You're going fancy with that burp. Was it sweet yeah. and salty coming uh, back up. It was up? a sweet and salty, and I enjoyed every minute of that burp right before the show started. <laughs> wow! Uh, holy cow! So, uh, Panda, how many days before we before we uh, we get to hang out? So as of the day of this recording, I have 23 days. Oh, man. Holy crap. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. I I made the mistake. I made the mistake of telling people at my big boy job that I'm going to Greece in spring of 2024. And they all made fun of me. What? Why? Because I'm planning that far out. I'm like, you don't get it, man. You don't get it. Yeah, everybody made fun of me. That's that's mean. I agree. (laughs) Jerks. I agree completely. Hey, Uh, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with planning far enough ahead of time that you make sure that you've got everything ready. Yeah, See, you can be excited. That's Eagle Scouts. Fun. Eagle Scouts, right there. But yep. even the planning is part of the fun, right? Oh, I mean, I, to me, it is, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so listen, we have a huge show. This is Monster Show. Uh-huh. This mm-hmm. is Monster Show 22, is what this is. <laughs> Monster Show. Uh, we've got it. We, in fact, we got to get to it pretty quick. But before we do, uh, we have to address something. <laughs> yes, we've had we a do. lot of you. Yeah, there, we talked about it a little bit in the bonus show, the Patreon bonus show. Yeah. Uh, we had something happen on the last show. And this, uh, many of you caught it, and bravo. I know, I'm, I'm actually really impressed that that many people caught it. That, yeah. well, there, were, there was like 10 or 11 people yeah, that like, caught this. Hey. <laughs> I, I was pretty surprised, yeah. actually. So, uh, at 25 minutes and 27 seconds yep. of the last show we did. Chungus Pet Cemetery Problem is the title of the show. Yeah, and I believe, let me check my notes here. Because uh-huh. I wrote it down so that I could have it when the we did time the code, Yeah, the time code's right. 25 minutes, 27 seconds. Yep. There is an EVP uh, in the episode. We were talking about Mojo the Cat, uh-huh. uh, who is doing a bit better, by the way, for people who are wondering. He's, you know, he's he's, getting, he's starting to come around with little flashes of Mojo. We're getting glimpses of. like, okay, our buddy's still yeah, in there. Yeah, he's still somewhere. Yeah. He's still in there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're talking about our problems with the cat. And uh, there is um, a kind of a high falsetto kind of a voice. Some of you thought it was a little kid's voice. Uh-huh. Uh, we've been back so that, you know, we've gone back and we've listened to it several different times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, we, between the three of us, there have been hours invested <laughs> yeah. in this. Well, the, uh, the fun thing is with the, the fancy tech that we have here is I can I can actually isolate each of our individual recordings. So yeah, I can listen right. to Panda's feed, just only Panda. I can listen to our feed. And I was like, oh, it's probably just the little kids just running around in Panda's yeah, like apartment. Panda's apartment mm-hmm. And so like I isolate Panda his feet and I'm just listening to it's just panda breathing lightly and I was like oh no and yeah. I isolate our feet and then there, it is. there it's, it is it's in Vegas yeah so we don't know what it is yeah uh, in short a lot of you have asked so uh the questions have been is it an EVP I think I heard an EVP what is it um do you guys hear it and so to answer all those questions uh we do hear it yep yep uh thank you for catching it because in this studio where chandler and i are right now we both have headphones on it is a small soundproof hardened studio so we can't hear anything from outside occasionally we can if like there's a a crazy car outside or something like right or like construction or something like that but But that's about it it. usually takes like a massive like high ton son of a bitch truck (laughs) or a jackhammer for us to be able to hear it in here or like jets from nellis Right, right. Yeah. Um, well, and we would have responded if we would have heard anything when yeah. we were recording because none of us heard this 
as we were mm. recording it wasn't until and honestly because I don't, I don't listen to the episodes after they come out uh, i'm like <laughs> I, I was there i lived it i that's all i need and yeah. Greg's a one and done kind of yeah, guy. Exactly. He hits it easy. He's he out and quick. Hit it, hit it and quit it. <laughs> so once yeah. I saw you know people posting about this, I was like, oh, I need to go check this out. And sure enough, there is a voice that I can't explain that pops up in this uh, in that episode. Yeah. It kind so, of sounds, it's like it's like he me 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 he me it's like it's like that's, really that's high kind pitch. of what it sounds yeah, like yeah which wouldn't be any of us you know what I mean so we've gone back we've listened to it and here is our assessment it is indeed an EVP yeah it's the real deal that's an actual EVP um, we can't tell what it says no, yeah no idea uh, you can go listen to it Chandler's been through it a hundred times Greg's been through it a hundred times I've been through it not a hundred times but several and I can't make it out I don't know what it's saying maybe some of you can figure it out yeah we, we've so. tried like our noise isolating all of our fancy EVP tricks and, and you know canceling out our voices and we yeah it's just kind of gibberish it, it, yeah, we it don't just know sounds what like there's something in the room trying to talk to us um, but we do think it's uh, something ghostly or paranormally yeah. and we, we just don't know so, so super weird so there you go uh, you go check it out it's in the last show 25 minutes 27 seconds it goes by quick so yeah but a lot of you caught it so um all right hey everybody welcome to your monday welcome 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 the radio rona show i'm chunga Uh, way cool junior chandler smith is right over there Uh, the butterscotch panda did you get your halloween lights up panda uh yeah in fact if you look uh, behind me they are up. Oh, yeah, you can see them. I, oh, the purple and the green. Hey, I can't say. There, there they are. They, they are. were just out of the camera thing. So uh, we did the bonus Patreon uh, paranormal episode that, we, that we've that we been promising. That is now available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And while we were doing it, Panda's like, look, I've, I've had enough. I'm putting on my Halloween stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, great. Good for you. That's great. And so uh, we were telling Shannon, we said, as we speak right now, uh, Greg is putting up his Halloween stuff. And Shannon was like, well, can I do that? And I'm like, sure. So Yay! she has like one pumpkin set up she's, for right she, now. Yeah. She's got she's uh-huh. got one. She's got a, she, yeah. I think there's two now. That was there two start now. Okay. Slow and just slowly right. bring them out, and then that way it gives you plenty of time to get fully decorated for uh, October. Yeah. Well, right? and, the, and the stuff she has out is not really the super Halloweeny stuff. It's like the fall stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. There's a there's a couple of Mickey pumpkiny kind of things. Yeah, so and that's about cool. it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, so we we sanction the early Halloween decorating. <laughs> so if you want to go, go for it. Hey, Disney's Why doing not? it now, so that means we can. We we tend to follow that clock absolutely. So the show is brought to you by Quench It. Uh, as always, six eleven North, four hundred East in Lehigh. Uh, people ask us all the time, why that Quench It specifically? Why yes. not? All the well because they're franchised. First of all, secondly, that's the quench it that the evil twin owns. Yeah. So, which uh, means it's the best yeah. one. Yeah. It, it's course. the best one. It's the only one, right? If I'm being honest, <laughs> there there are no other quenches. It's just that quenches. So that's the one you want to go to. Six Eleven North, four hundred East in Lehigh. Uh, get down there, get yourself a quench it. Uh, enjoy your last uh, few weeks of summer. Yeah, you know there you I mean? go. Uh, the kids go back to school today in some parts of Utah. As oh, I is, it, is it that quick? I think yeah. It's I think starting. kids are going back to school today. Oh yeah. man! So happy back to school for a lot of uh, for a lot of you that are going back to school today. Um, it's basically split in two weeks, I think. So some of some of the kids will go back this week, and then it's next week for some of the other kids. Oh, nice! And then by the end of next week, I think everybody, everyone's back. ah, everybody in Vegas and Southern California, they've already been back for a week, like, a I week believe. or two weeks, something like two that. Two weeks, something yeah. Like that. Um, okay, so uh, anyway, quench at six eleven North, four hundred East in Lehigh. It makes every 
day better, especially as an after-school treat. So get the kids oh, down there. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, if they've been nice. to school. Uh, Patreon. Greg, do we have anything happening with Patreon this week? Uh, yes, we do. We, we've got an upgrade here. So editing their investment from $52 per month to $52.30. We've got mm. Lord and Lady Snoppingham celebrating oh, yeah. 30 years of wedded bliss. Congratulations! Hey! Happy anniversary, guys. Happy anniversary. Congratulations. 30 years. That's That's, awesome. That's interesting because when I look at Esther, I don't see 30 years of marriage. Well, I look at Matt, I see 30 years of marriage. (laughs) But Esther, on the other hand. Oh, man. I'm kidding. Lord. I'm kidding. You know, the one who's laughing the hardest at that, he's nodding his head right now going, yep, it's Matt. Absolutely. uh, Hey, I love you guys there in St. George. Uh, Matt and Esther Burningham, uh, Lord and Lady Snarfingham, and Fezzik, the dog. Oh, that's uh, awesome. We love you guys. Thank you very much. And, and happy 30th anniversary for you guys. That's just, yeah. I mean, that's just yeah. Awesome. Bravo, bravo. Uh, if you would like to become a Patreon investor, it's super simple. You get to listen to the new bonus episode, for yeah. example. And there's a whole bunch of other bonus episodes there and, and videos and all kinds of stuff. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Radio Ronin. Patreon.com forward slash Radio Ronin. Uh, Andy Daly. Hey. Hey, hey Andy Daly. Happy Andy? birthday, man. Happy, Happy birthday, Andy Daly. Happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, good dude, Andy Daly. And thank you for being a part of the Patreon family. We we very much appreciate it. Also and in St. Jeezy down oh, there. Oh, yeah. He just moved, didn't he, he? He just moved as well. That's right. Yeah. It, it's, uh, man, there's a lot of people moving south. I know, right? So something happened. Remember last year, housing was crazy. Everybody moved into Utah. Mm-hmm. And there was no infrastructure for it. And some of us in Utah decided, no, this is, this is not the right fit anymore. We're going elsewhere. So we went to Los Las Vegas. Some of you went to St. George. Uh, a lot of you have moved south. Yep. But, and, yep. and a lot of you have moved to Texas. And, and we hear from a lot of you down there as well. Um, but Vegas, when we first moved to Vegas, uh, we were a mill shy of the Wasatch Front. Uh-huh. There was a million more people from Ogden to, I think, Spanish Fork. Spanish Fork ish. Yeah. Uh, than there were in the Las Vegas Valley. And we have now caught up to you. So now we're even. So Isn't there that are, crazy to that's think That's how about? many people have come into Vegas in the past year and a half. Wow. And it's a smaller area as far as like a footprint. It's much smaller than the, uh, you know, Ogden to the Spanish work. So it's it's getting pretty packed down here. Is it? Is it though? Because I, I know that it, like if you think of like as a straight line as the crow flies, it's shorter. But the Las Vegas Valley is, like, is it's wider. Like a great big. It's like a football shaped No, valley. that's a good point. So it is wider. wider. Oh, right? that is a great point. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. We'll, have to, we'll have to look into it. Ah, that. geography. So, yeah. Uh, that's so good. That's, that's like dad talk right there, Chandler. <laughs> That's the kind of something you're like, you're going to start referring to Greg as big guy. I know. It's like, oh, it's a big guy. Uh, yeah. I'm getting uh, to that age My now. boy's growing up. Yeah. Uh, hey, T-shirts, T-shirts, T-shirts. We got your T-shirts. So here's yeah. the thing on the Ronin store right now. Uh, of course, you've got Haley 2's design. Perfect. It's like perfect for back to school. Oh, it's super 80s Haley looking. Two. It's awesome. Yeah. It, it's a fantastic design. Yeah. Uh, but you also have the brand new Butterscotch Panda t-shirt. Yeah. Which, uh, which is Panda approved. He approved the design. Yep. He loved it. Chandler did the design, by Thank the way. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, looks fantastic. Um, it was Greg's idea. So uh, yeah. Greg said, this is what I want a shirt. Chandler, can you make, make it? Make it happen. And I think, it, I think it turned out great, Panda. I think he had yeah. a, uh, an awesome design there. Well, and, you know, have Hats off to Chandler for, you know, because I gave him the idea and I'm like, I have no clue to where even start at designing, <laughs> you know, what I have in my head. And Chandler did mm-hmm. a perfect job at uh, translating, you. you know, the, the craziness that goes on in my brain 
onto a T-shirt. <laughs> I speak panda. That, that's what he it does. means. He really yeah, does. I, I speak panda. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he gets me. So you you can go get you can go get panda shirt. Uh-huh. You can get Haley 2 shirt. Yeah. Uh, both of them are fantastic. But we've also put the Halloween shirts. Round one of the Halloween shirts are now available again. They have not been available since last year. They're available mm-hmm. now. Yep. So if you want to get a jump on your Halloween stuff, your Halloween buying, they're now available at the Ronin store. Oh. Uh, just go to RadioRonin.com. Super, yes, super yes, easy. Panda. I've got some ideas for some Halloween Ronin shirts. Oh, you do? Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to put out more. We have more that are coming out yeah. uh, over the next couple of couple of weeks. There's some pretty fun ones out there, yeah. Um, and speaking of which, um, we have... Uh, we have uh, a new Patreon shirt coming out soon. Yes. And if you are a Patreon family member, if you're in the in the Patreon group, um, you, we need your sizes. Yeah. So just go to the Patreon page. You'll know what to do once you get there. Yeah, there's a post. All you have to do is just click which size you want. And it's anonymous so for anyone who's worried about that. And you're just good to go. That's all you need to do. We, we can't see your sizes. No. Super, so super just, easy. Just put them down there and you're, and you're absolutely good to go. Yeah. Uh, again, patreon.com forward slash Radio Ronan. Can we get to the elephant in the room, please? <laughs> Can we get to this? Sure. Why not? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Utah. I'm glad you're alive. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) Hey, hey, Utah. I'm glad you didn't die. Yeah. Uh, Hey, Wyoming. There there are some of you listening in Wyoming. We see the the chart. Uh, I'm glad you guys didn't die, although I don't think you would have. Idaho. You're still with us. Hey, hey, hey. So, hey. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, the meteor was. Uh, that's kind of all anybody's talking about is the meteor, right? Yep. The meteor that that broke up. Greg, did you hear the meteor? Were you awake when it happened? Yeah, I think that I heard it. Uh, but to me, I didn't. I, I wouldn't have assumed that it was a meteor because there is so much noise out here by where I live. Because I mean, there's a gun right. range close by. There's, I mean, and there's always constant traffic and this and that. So I, I just thought, yeah. oh well, just a regular thing. It it kind of shook things a little bit. But I was like, eh, that's life in West Valley City. <laughs> it did, did kind of shake. It just shook your apartment. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of you heard this. It scared the living hell out of pretty much all of you. Yeah, um, people thought it was an earthquake Mm -hmm. people thought that there had been some sort of explosion people thought that there was like some sort of like heavy weapons testing at dugway yeah uh people thought a lot of different things a lot of you thought it was a jet that had broke the 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 sound barrier and that the sonic boom had hit Uh but it was much much louder Right. Well, it's crazy. And I even, uh, because there's a couple pages uh, regarding West Valley City that I, I kind of follow just to keep track on what's happening. There was even right. a lot of people because there was a, uh, like a tanker on uh, attached to a train that apparently was on fire. So people were assuming it was that, co- that caused uh, it. Uh, okay. And that it had exploded. Yeah. But come to find out, no, that had nothing to do with the noise. Well, I remember the quake when the quake happened right after the pandemic hit. There was oh, yeah. noise associated with it, mm-hmm. a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It sounded like a train almost. But though. it was kind of a low rumble. Yeah, it was kind of a you know a, a subwoofer kind of a subwoofer gone crazy kind of a rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely was not like a loud thunderous explosion. Right, um, a meteor. Holy crap. What? It was ultimately it was a meteor. You all know this. Uh-huh. Um, a meteor. I don't. Do we know as of yet how big the meteor was? Are they saying it in Utah yet, Greg, how big the meteor was? No, there's not been anything that I think has been uh, confirmed how big. Now, there is a photo that is going around. I don't know how real this photo is. It could be one of those things where somebody says, oh, this is it's supposedly from an Alta webcam. 
Oh, uh, that oh, it's that hot. big flaming I've thing. seen this, yeah. and I can confirm that is Photoshopped. Yeah. That one is Photoshopped. And that's oh, what yeah. I was but thinking, too, because it looks very Photoshopped. Was yeah. that the one that Evil Twin posted? Yes, and she Angela. was like, hey, this is Photoshopped. Like, she was the first one to say, this, is, yeah. this isn't this is the real deal. But there is footage of the meteor actually falling, and it's just uh, a it's big like a security streak. Cam. And it's, it's much smaller, but you can, I mean, it's a meteor. You can very clearly tell. So this got me, this sent me down a billion different rabbit holes when this happened, right? So what I, A, I'm surprised that there isn't, like, like a Space Force, NASA, early warning system that a meteor that's large enough to make that sort of a boom, uh-huh. uh, we, people would not be notified of this. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? no, that, that like, is a good hey, point. Um, when going down these rabbit holes, there's a there's a couple of things that, um, that I found. Number one, this thing was large enough, this meteor was large enough when it impacted on the atmosphere and exploded, uh-huh. which is what happened. The meteor hit the atmosphere at such a rate that it exploded. Right. And that was the crack that everybody heard. Uh, it, it was heard in three states. It, rat- <laughs> it wasn't just heard. It actually rattled homes in three states at the same time, that being Idaho, Wyoming, and Utah. Wow. Uh, those are the three states that actually heard it. Okay. Okay. Um, it was big enough. Thank heavens it was big enough that it it hit and just, it hit the dense atmosphere and just kaboom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the other rabbit hole I went down is that if there was a, a meteor the size of a Volkswagen that would be able to penetrate the Earth's atmosphere and impact in Salt Lake City, it'd wipe out pretty much the entire valley. So just oh, like yeah. a car, like a car-sized meteor. A meteor the size it. because it would carry wow. enough kinetic energy that it would be stronger than any nuclear blast <laughs> oh, ever gosh. felt on the planet. And what? basically, and you guys would not be valley. talking to me right now if that would have happened. Panda would be a goner. Yeah. Yeah. A Volkswagen-sized meteor impacts in Salt Lake City. The entire Wasatch Front is gone. Oh, my gosh. And maybe even further because of the, the nuclear Just, energy it would basically. Yeah, yeah. And when I say nuclear, it's not a reaction. It would carry a nuclear-level amount of energy. Right, right. Yeah. Is what it would carry. That That's big, terrifying. That big crater in Arizona that everybody goes yeah. to that was in the movie Starman, that was a meteor that was smaller than a Volkswagen. <laughs> okay, As I messed, understand it, I may be getting up. that wrong, but I think it was like uh, it's, it's smaller Small. than what I just described to you. Yeah. Wow. Well, and yeah. what's crazy, too, is I remember a meteor passing over. Um, this was quite a few years ago when I used to work a graveyard shift. And I remember uh, this meteor as it passed over. I mean, it's like the dead of night. It's super dark outside. And when it passed, it looked like everything like it was the daytime for a couple seconds. Oh, wow. Yeah, I I remember that. Really? Yeah, we were living in Utah when that happened. That was, what, like three years ago, something like that. Oh, it was much more long ago than that. Is it? Oh, yeah. I do remember when that happened. Like 14 years ago, maybe. What? No. Are you serious? (laughs) I'm that old that I can confuse three years with 14 years? Well, yeah. Uh, Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) There could have been another one that passed by three years ago, but yeah. I think there was one that passed by a couple years ago. I I might be thinking of the one that hit Russia that was um, because it did the same thing. That was like three, four years ago. That's right. It wiped out like an auto. Automobile plan and it was or huge like and like it lit up the entire sky. Yes, that was a couple years and ago. That meteor was like the size of a laptop or something like that. <laughs> oh man, that that's, that's what scary. I, like. That's the kind of kinetic force that these things carry. So so there's a lot we don't know. I guess still like did any of the meteor impact the ground? What I'm hearing is no. Like everything burned up to the point where. 
Um, nothing even impacted on the ground. Oh, really? Okay. But by the time this show airs, who knows if that's changed or not? Yeah. Apparently, it was uh, it was pretty big, and uh, thankfully, it was soft enough that it broke up when it hit the atmosphere, and nobody was hurt. But 2022 is just crazy already. Between the <laughs> yeah. Chinese rocket and meteors, it's I know. It's like Utah's in the, in the <laughs> and and the flooding. You should see it down here, Panda. Oh my it's, god! It, oh my by god, the way, dude. Um, we're getting we're getting a lot of questions. Um, I, in fact, I, we may have even gotten one from from Greg. from people. Yeah, um, we are dealing with a lot of flooding in Vegas. That it's real. Yeah, Shannon's gym is totally flooded. Yep. Um, we're thankfully a lot of you are asking if we're okay, and, and the answer is absolutely we're okay. We're kind of up on a bench. A yeah, little a little bit. Yeah, we're up out of the valley. Uh, Summerlin is kind of elevated. Uh huh. And uh, we're we're good, we're fine. But just a couple of streets down is not fine. So it's close enough to to be a, a level of concern. Where, oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know the flood it comes in really fast and then it goes away, but it causes a, just wreaks havoc and it causes yeah. a lot of damage. And oh, the, the poor um, hotels on the strip right now. They, they just yeah. recovered from the last one from like last week, and now they're all flooded again. Uh, the link parking lot looked like a river. Like there's a dude that brought a canoe out and was going through the parking lot. Oh you yeah, know, it, it, there's several feet of water everywhere you go. It's it's nuts. Yeah, the the strip is not the lowest part of the valley. I think that's kind of outside of kind of in between Vegas and Prim. right right um, but it's still pretty low it's pretty low and the strip got pounded yeah like really really bad and um, you know I, I guess I we're just not equipped for that kind of stuff here well, I guess it's the worst monsoon that we've had in 10 years like 10 years so, so yeah. and, and Utah's getting a lot of that too right Panda I mean you've had uh, we're, we're talking about the zombie show coming up here in a minute yeah I mean we we have been getting I mean in fact, this morning, like as I was waking up, I woke up to the sound of rain and it was glorious. Oh, that's so nice. I love nice. the sound of rain. But of course, mm -hmm. our soil here is more um, adept to, uh, you know, soaking up. Soak that it rain. all up. Yeah. So the, you know, we do get flooding here and there. But uh, so far, I haven't really heard too much about flooding in Utah. Is it the Kalichi? Kalichi? Yeah, it's Kalichi. Kalichi? They, they, the, the mud is so hard, it's like harder than concrete. Yeah, it, it yeah. doesn't absorb. The water yeah. doesn't absorb into it. So uh, it, it's, it's crazy how they've designed our neighborhood because they have these, um, every yard has these flood channels. Yeah. Our, our fence, our, our fence, our back wall has holes in the bottom specifically for this. Mm -hmm. um, we have these runoff areas. Every yard has to have them. And sure enough, we had kind of a river running down our street because of <laughs> it. Like, but, but again, everybody's Guys. safe. And it, yes. I have a fix. You have a fix. Oh, nice. I have a fix yes, for, for Las Vegas. <laughs> you need to buy up every sham wow that's out there. <laughs> and you just need to line wow. your, your streets and everything with we'll the sham wow. Put it under your turf. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that yeah. stuff absorbs, man. Is that... <laughs> I mean, it's. I, I think I have one in the garage. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I'm being honest, I think I, I think I do have a shampoo now that he brings that up. Uh, but anyway, thanks uh, to all of you who have asked. We yeah. have a lot of people uh, who have asked, and yeah, we're we're good. We're just fine. Shannon's pissed because she can't, can't go, go to the gym. gym yeah, um, yeah, that sucks. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of places that are, that are flooded. Uh -huh. There's a lot of places very close to us that are flooded, but we're fine. Um, okay, so listen, we have a big show, and and I, you know, I, a lot of times when I say we got a big show, I'm I'm lying, but <laughs> but the truth is. This is actually a very, very big show. Uh, we have, there's a there's a, a new thing happening on Netflix. There's a couple of things happening on Netflix. We're talking about one of them today. 
um, Woodstock 99. Holy crap. A lot of you. The the biggest questions we're getting right now. Uh, questions about magic keys with Disneyland. Uh-huh. Questions about the flooding. Are you alive? <laughs> uh, and are you okay? Uh-huh. And questions about Woodstock 99. Yep. So we've got a lot to talk about with this. We'll explain what that is. Some of you don't know. We'll explain it. Uh, we've got Panda's Movie shout out. Headline D&D is coming up for you. We've got Chungapole shout outs from the from the last Chungapole we did. And uh, this past week, you, Greg, went with Jason Crockett. Crockett's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. And our favorite English muffin, Chris the Brit, too. You guys went out to see Rob Zombie. Mudvayne, Static X, and Power Man 5000 at yes. USANA. Yes, we did. And, uh, it's It was awesome to get the pictures. Can I just tell you? Oh. Uh, you, you guys looked like you had a blast. Yeah, you, it you had, was a ton of fun. In fact, it looked like you had so much fun, we thought, let's get the guys on the show and let's talk about it. Oh, yes. Let's get a review. Let's get them. Do we have them on they, now? They are both on deck. Let's uh, get Crockett and Chris, too, uh, on the phone here, and let's get a rundown from Greg and, and, and the boys. It's I, I'm a little... Um, I'm kind of intimidated. This is like the funnest <laughs> Zoom call ever, right? <laughs> All these sexy dudes on here. I'm even like, oh, wow. It's like, yeah, even though it's uh, this is about as far away from a Zoom call as you could get. So, we, so they're all here. Uh, it, of course, Panda. Chandler, oh, yeah. but now we've got uh, we've got Chris too, our favorite English muffin, Chris too, and yeah. the man who would become Santa Claus. <laughs> Uh, Jason Crockett. So uh, it's, looking, it's looking pretty good, Crockett. I got to hand it to you. It's it's filling in nicely. It's starting to fill in. Yeah. So this is, um. do you trim it at all? The beard is not trimmed at all. You just let it grow wild and free. The, until the only thing I trim is uh, this part of the mustache. It doesn't curl into my mouth. But then yeah. I try to let, <laughs> let these get long so I can get that good curl at the end. Right, so, right. Because then you become you become more Billy Gibbons than you do Santa <laughs> if you don't if you don't yeah. trim that up. I think I was going to say that, that that beard's grown like an inch since uh, since since last week. I swear to God, you know, yeah, yeah, it's only <laughs> half as long a Rob Zombie than it is now. Is that right? It's it's grown it that much. It's just a week. More, yeah, it looks a little fuller than it it did. Mm. Then, you know, nice. zombie concert. So. Well, cool. Well, speaking of which, that's what we're talking about here today. So, yeah. Um, I find this. I I don't know why this is such a big deal to me, but I I think it's because concerts are coming back. They're starting to happen mm. more frequently. People are feeling safer and safer as they go out to them, and it's becoming more of a priority again, which I think is fantastic. And this show, we're talking yes. a lot about. We're talking a lot about concerts we're talking a lot about movies and music and just big events that people can take part in yeah and um when i heard who's that well it was crockett it was your idea wasn't it to take everybody to rob zombie was it your your deal that you put together yeah i was just trying to find something that we'd all like to go see so <laughs> okay it's so sick and chris i have to ask you what did, what did you know about mudvayne before the show did <laughs> well, you know anything about mudvayne uh, occasionally <laughs> <laughs> um, well, everybody knows from uh, Greg's Guide to New Music, I am a closet metalhead anyway, so... Oh, that's um, right. Okay, followed, that's true. I followed Mudvayne and, you know, Chad Gray, you know, for a long time, you know, he's, he's been very much of an iconic character in the metal world for for, for decades yeah. now. Um, yeah, long so, time. So, yeah, you know, it's, it was a great concert anyway, and all four, all four on the bill were some were people I wanted to see, because occasionally you get concerts where it's like, eh, I want to see the headliner, eh, I want to see the support act, but I was very yeah. much interested to see all four bands. 
Uh, but you guys had a problem, right? So it wasn't uh, it wasn't all blood and guts and fun. <laughs> it, it was a lot of rain and hiding in the car, right? Is that is that what happened? Yeah, I mean, the, at one point they started evacuating the venue because uh, lightning strikes were happening. Right, right. And so oh, for man. everybody's safety, they said, "Hey, everybody, go out to your cars for now." Because uh, you need those rubber ty- tires as an insulator just in case mm-hmm. you get struck by lightning. Uh, yeah, that's very yeah, true. Yeah, and I wasn't even worried about the rain because me being a uh, an Eagle Scout, I'm always prepared. I had my jacket there with me. Yeah, we, 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 were, we were ready for the weather. We, knew, yeah. we fixed all the forecast. <laughs> yeah. We knew what might happen. We all came prepared. So. Oh, that's, well, that's awesome. Uh, that's cool. So who was... We, we, um, we all hunkered down into my little Hyundai accent while we were waiting. So. That was one of my favorite <laughs> texts. That was, was one of my favorite cozy. texts. I was. I asked. I sent a text. I think it was to Chris. It was either to Chris or Greg. I said, "How are you guys doing? Are you guys doing okay?" And Chris came back with, "Yeah, we're all hunkered down in in, in Crockett's Econo box watching a vampire movie." It wasn't any oh, yeah. vampire movie, Crockett. What what movie was it? <laughs> it was Vampire Chicks with Chainsaws. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and I think were you in that Crockett? I thought you were in that movie. I was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. We, we got to we, we got to sit there and watch Crockett die. Oh, you got oh, killed in that one. You got to die. What? Yeah, he has green blood in that. We don't even you know it's yeah he gets he gets taken out and the man has green blood. I've heard of blue blood and um, yeah, yeah. I think Crockett may be part Vulcan. Okay, now hold yes. on a second. So I knew you were in it, but you played a you played a vampire in it. Uh, oh, it's a vampire slayer. Oh, okay. And then the a vampire with a chainsaw takes my head off. So a vampire <laughs> yes. with a chainsaw. Wow. So vampire a vampire chick a vampire chick with a chainsaw <laughs> takes my head off. I'm so confused. Very specific. I don't know, but, but somehow it fits perfectly with the show that you guys went to see. So um, it, it, here's here's um, I, I have so many questions, and we're going to be talking about Woodstock '99. Yeah. On Netflix coming up here in a little bit. There's a lot. I'm getting tons of questions, which is kind of fun and kind of terrifying all at the same time because it's bringing back a lot of really bad memories. <laughs> um, but we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, the venue itself, um, I'm not a fan of USANA. I've never been a fan of USANA. Anytime Greg and I have ever had to do a show out there, I've always been kind of pissed. Um, yep. Because it's always such a shit show, like all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How was it this time? Was it was it better Was it better than other shows you've seen there? Because I've actually heard, heard good things about this show, uh, about how USANA handled things there. Yeah, so as far as now, my journey there was much better than uh, poor uh, Crockett and Chris's journey to get even to the venue. Mm -hmm. I hit everything at the perfect time to where I thought I wasn't going to get there till like 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I was there like uh, 25 minutes early. I think that's the smoothest USANA experience wow. I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, that's, that's really crazy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm impressed. So they wanted to get people in as quickly as possible because obviously you've got to keep in mind that the gig was meant to start at 6 p.m., I believe, was the kind of the first band. And, uh, and yeah. at this point in time, we were at 7.45 and we hadn't, you know, we hardly heard anybody. So okay, they were just kind right. of getting people in as quickly as possible. So certain protocols including ticket scanning and possibly security kind of went out the window to get as many people in as possible right. as okay so that that would explain it so there was a, a huge delay in the in the show itself because of the weather yeah, yeah. um well, well it sounds like usana handled it 
quite well, to be to be honest with you. I mean, I, it was probably well, smart to delay the show. Yes, Panda. Now, they handled it well in one way, but I think the reason why we got through the line so fast is because there was really no line, so you just kind of pushed your way in. Oh, there was really right. no other oh, wow. way to do it. You just had to kind of push your way in. Uh, now, they, they did have like switchbacks with, with ropes. So once you got uh-huh. there, you were fine. And, right. and like they were saying, I mean, they, they kind of gave up a little bit on, you know, checking everything. Cause, were they just going to like 90, get everybody in? If they're here, yeah. they have a ticket. Just get them in sort of thing. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they've okay. got metal detectors as you're, you know, going into the gates. And mm-hmm. basically everybody was beeping. They didn't. They didn't worry about scanning them or anything. They're just like, go ahead. Yeah, that would probably explain the overwhelming stench of weed in the venue, which I've heard from multiple people (laughs) that they were just... Panda was standing next to somebody doing that the whole time. Oh yeah, oh, the, the really lady tired was right next to me. Uh, she was her, and she was sharing a joint <laughs> with some everybody. dude she just met right in front of her. And I'm just like going, they're like, passing the duchy, Greg. <laughs> yeah, they're well, passing I the duchy. I was a little disappointed that they they didn't offer me any. I would have <laughs> turned them down anyway. But at least they could have offered. You know what, my yeah. this is my big. Here's my big thing about weed. Okay, this is my. I'm gonna get on my. I'm gonna get on my soapbox about weed and weed smokers. All right. <laughs> okay. Number one, you do your thing. I couldn't care less. Like whatever mm-hmm. you want to do, I, I'm I'm fairly libertarian that way, which is just like, hey, you know, it's your thing. As long as you're not affecting anybody else, I don't care. But right. the problem is, is that you are affecting everybody else. Oh yeah. And uh, a, I have a problem with that. Uh, and B, it, you smell like shit. You just, it just, it just <laughs> yeah. smells terrible. It's the worst smell. Like, it's the most awful stuff. Like you make everyone uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And it's not because of your, it's not because of some moral compass. It's because of the fact that you just stink. Weed is the most <laughs> yep. horrible smelling stuff ever. It's just like, I, I see, I see videos of Wiz Khalifa. I'm that hip. I see, I see Wiz Khalifa getting like an eight pound bag of weed for his birthday from like Snoop or something like that. Yeah. And he opens up the bag and he just takes a big whiff like it's the best smelling. I would rather smell uh, like 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 uh, somebody's dead ass, like a corpse on the side of the road. I'd rather bury my nose right in that corpse's ass than smell weed. I'll be it's just the most disgusting stuff ever. I, I believe that um, only myself, Crockett, and Greg were the only ones not smoking that night. It was, oh like, like, a, it was like Vegas oh, yeah. Strip to the Power 10. It was horrendous. Oh, wow. I know, and that's it the thing. It's really like heavy. it's really funny. It's like okay, you know, I, I just I, I just want to put this out there. I, I get it. Rob Zombie is counter counterculture. Mudvayne definitely counterculture. Um, the Vegas Strip. It's like I see all these people. So many people smoking weed because they are they they are so quote unquote counterculture. Oh yeah, there is nothing counterculture about smoking weed. <laughs> nothing counter. You want to be counterculture? Pick up a Bible. You know, put on a tie. <laughs> At this point. That's counterculture now. <laughs> Find Jesus. Okay, That is counterculture now. Oh, you know, man. fire, you know, throwing down some bong rips in the middle of the white zombie. It's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's just not, it's just not, um, it, it, it really is one of these things where it's like, um, you know, I, I, whatever, just don't make me smell it. Right. You know, yeah, for heaven's exactly. sake, she's just, seriously, a corpse's ass. <laughs> I would just, I bury my face right in it. Uh, rather than smell uh, weed, some ditch weed. Uh, it's just the worst. Okay, so there, uh, so there was a lot of that at the show. Who was the best? Who was the best of the night? Do you think? Well, I don't know if we could accurately say who was out of the four bands because. Oh, really? Okay. 
By the time we got into the venue, Power Man 5000 was already on stage. Uh, And because of the late start of the show, uh, both them and Static X had to shorten their sets. Yeah, it was like literally maybe four to five songs. And we were so hungry. By the time that we got into the venue, our first stop was to get food. Of course you were. I mean, with all yeah. that weed. Oh, I thought it was exactly. decapitated. If you're listening right now, a lot of these bands are going to be foreign to you. These are legendary bands. If you're into new metal and kind of hard rock and yeah. metal, yeah. Um, these bands, some of these bands go back 30 years. Uh, they go all the way back and uh, and they're great bands. All of them. Um, they have really, really. Uh, if you if you haven't, if you don't know them, check them out. Oh yeah, it's, you know, Mudvayne is definitely acquired taste. It's kind of that I call it Cookie Monster Rock, where uh, <laughs> you have a lot of down-tuned guitars. Yeah, that's, that's all it is. is. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and all I can really do is just go me like cookie me like cookie me like cookie. <laughs> so I think my favorite part was trying to explain Mudvayne to my mom because she's like, okay, who's Mudvayne? And, and we just sent the, the picture that Crockett sent, and he's just covered in blood, and he's on stage, she's like looking all crazy. Yeah, We're yeah. Like, yeah, that's Mudvayne. Just, 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 just Google I, Chad yes. Gray, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. 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 Just alone, explain everything. Yeah. Well, so uh, just, just have Shannon listen to the song Dig, and there you go. Yeah, we that's did. All you oh need. no, we did. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we played the video on YouTube. Dig's like what 25 years old or something like that Uh, I I sent that clip of Dig to my wife and said could you handle this and she goes she was just like no way there's like no way in heck (laughs) didn't you say this is not music or something in a text what is this this is not music And then I came home and my daughter was like, I could sing that song. And she just starts going, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is that she's right. Listen, my first, maybe this is why I like Mudvayne, because the very first album I ever bought ever in my life was a 45 C is for Cookie. Okay, that's the very first album. Cookie Monster, C is for Cookie. That's uh-huh. good enough. That was the very first album I ever owned. And then my, my second one was Rubber Ducky from Ernie. And then my third one was Rock and Roll Over from Kiss. Okay. So those are my first. Good little my, trio my, my, you three, got yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. My, that, that's the uh, chunk of Godhead as far as vinyl is concerned. <laughs> so we're going to talk about this a little bit later on. Concert prices have, have gone up. Um, we'll, we'll talk about this with the Woodstock thing. But yeah. um, we, ta- we were talking off the air about Crockett buying a $45 Rob Zombie shirt. And hoodies <laughs> yeah. were like 70 bucks, And... Um, artists have to make their money somehow right and i'm all in for paying more money for shows i I I didn't used to be back in the day i wasn't uh but now it's like look i'll gladly pay more money for a show if it's worth it Mm -hmm. right yeah i I don't want some shoegazer to stand up there and pout and sing me you know love songs through an acoustic guitar that's i'm not paying money for that I want people throwing blood at me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And screaming I, I want, in your face. I, I, screaming in my face. I want to be I want to be scared yeah. for that kind of money. Yeah. Um so so how was Rob Zombie? Was uh how did how did he hold up? Yeah, good. thumbs up from Chris. Yeah. Epic. I think it was excellent. So, um I am a huge so is Chandler. Uh I've known this cat for years. Uh I've known Rob Zombie for years, but John 5 um, is a yeah. guy I, I met him back when he was oh my gosh I think he was playing for Katie Lang the first uh, time I met him because he, yeah. he's, he's a gun for hire guitar player and he does country music and he does blues music and he does pop and, and pop. everything yeah and and he does like really really hard metal stuff too and I asked you guys I said is John 5 playing with Rob on this tour and all four of you all three of you were like no uh, he's not going to be there and I was really bummed um, because uh, it's a different show when John well, Five is there. Oh, hands down. And you know yes. what I mean? Oh. Sorry, sorry, Chung, I'm going to correct you. I said, I don't know. 
<laughs> oh yeah, you I said you don't no. know. I said I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I believe I believe Chris said Crocodile said no. And you said you <laughs> yeah. know. That's yeah, that's he true. Kind of said, we kind of said we they weren't sure because he'd done some he's got a couple of solo um projects that he's been working on that he was touring into right, May and right, June. Right. So I was like, yeah. Yeah, is he gonna be touring still with Rob? We don't know. And when he came on the stage I pretty much lost my shit. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean that's as as you should have. So Yeah, and I, I've been trying to see Rob Zombie for quite a few years because it, it seems like every time he would come into town, there was always something that would get in the way of me being able to go see them. So I was uh, so okay. excited that I finally got that chance and boy did he surpass my expectations. Really? Wow. That yeah, was okay, the first zombie good. concert for me too. I've never oh, seen zombie right? concert. Okay, yeah, so I for me. some reason I don't know why I was thinking this that you guys had all seen Rob Zombie before. I thought Have that you was seen him, Chris. Yeah. I've seen him once at a festival and it was maybe a twenty minute, twenty five minute set and it was in and off, you know, gone. It wasn't that, you know, that long of a time. Yeah. And yeah, I was yeah. right at the back. Uh, well this one was a little bit more it's it's such a visceral and visual um mm-hmm. presentation that he does. It's just He's such a great front man. They had it all really put together. Um, they were trying to get all the tech stuff done before he started, and they weren't quite ready. So they kind yeah, of yeah, they the first flying. couple of songs to make it work, and then said, "Yeah, we've got it figured out. It's time to go." And and from that point in time, we had an hour of just you know Rob Zombie at his finest. It was so good. So yeah. uh, so how was the set list? Was it um, was it unfamiliar largely, or was did you know pretty much everything? I, I knew all of them because I've been listening to them for the last two solid weeks, every day, twenty four seven. Getting ready. Okay. Well, all right. And I, what I think was so great about it too is that he also blended in a few white zombie songs in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, okay. white zombies, yeah. So yeah, yeah, paying tribute to that, and then also I was so happy when he played the song "House of a Thousand Corpses," Corpse. and oh, yeah. they had video clips playing in the background from the movie. Oh wow! And oh. So I, I, have I the best, mean, I was—I've I've got the best story yeah. ever. I have the best story ever. So uh, you guys were at at the Rob Zombie show, yeah. and it was raining mm-hmm. in Vegas. Just it was just merciless. Uh, yeah, that we had a bunch of flooding that night. It was really really bad. And uh, Shannon says to Chandler, and she's like, "I, I want to watch a scary movie. Let's watch something." We we're like, "Okay, okay. Right, so we're yeah, scrolling let's do through it. stuff." And House of a Thousand Corpses comes up. And she's like, "Ooh, let's watch that." And I was like, "No, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 you're not watching. No." She's no, like, no, "But no, the no. cover I, looks cool. It's, it's Rob Zombie. This yeah. is, will be. This looks really." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. <laughs> you're not watching House of a Thousand Corpses." Yeah. And she's like. Okay, and then I guess she looked up something on her phone or something like that, and she was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> and she's like, "Is that what these guys are seeing?" I said, "It's yeah, it's kind of, yeah, kind of, yes." Um, I do think it's cool that he did some white zombie stuff because uh, you know, for for a while he was like, "Yeah, I'm done with that." I'm, you know, I, I'm not really down with doing the old white zombie stuff. So that's cool. He did, what did he do? Like Thunder Kiss '65 and yeah, yeah Thunder kind of Kiss, yeah. and then uh, more human than a human. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah, his two. I mean, that's really the like the two big hits that White Zombie had. So, yep. Crockett, you have some shows coming up, and we're gonna get some reports from you about these other shows. Yeah. Uh, next up, next up is Oak Ridge Boys. <laughs> Complete one eighty. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, that's that's gonna be fun. Yeah. And Chris is over here googling the Oak Ridge Boys. Um, <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris doesn't know. <laughs> I have no so, idea who the Oak Ridge Boys are. That's a good thing, Chris. That's a good thing. Consider yourself lucky. Yeah. So, um, okay. Now, uh, one of the reasons we have you guys on is because you uh, all all three of you had cameras in hand. 
and you decided you were going to document the whole thing for Ronin TV and yeah. you know your whole experience of sitting in the car the rain the show the whole deal uh, and we're going to put that up on Ronin TV we're, we're going to get all the material from you guys and it'll be up in the mm-hmm. next couple of days yes so it should yeah. be fun do you want all the clips that I've gotten? The thing is, I am not tech savvy. I can do it in a bunch of texts. I don't know how anywhere else to do it. <laughs> oh, good heavens. We'll, be, we'll, we'll figure it out. Chandler, like, Chandler I'll talk. <laughs> yeah. I'll call you yeah. Crockett. <laughs> well, it was funny because I, I was trying to explain to Crockett about like Dropbox or uh, like OneDrive. Like Drive, or, yeah, yeah. You know, all these different cloud services. And he's just like, he's like, you got to remember technology and me. We just don't mix. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, Crockett, we'll, we'll help you out, man. It's called it's called the cloud, and we'll explain it to you. We're going to blow your mind, Crockett. Um, all right, gents. Well, uh, the Rona TV episode is coming out soon, and uh, Chris, too, my favorite English muffin. Thanks for taking the time. Crockett, thanks for taking the time. I know it's uh, football no is happening today, so I was afraid Crockett wasn't going to do it, and I was afraid Chris wasn't going to do it, because I think, I think Chris had a hike planned. And I think Crockett had football planned. So I appreciate you guys taking the time to do this. We love you, gents. No problem. Thanks. Thanks, lads. Love you guys. Love you guys. All right, we'll see you. Awesome. So this is, um, we. I, yeah, I do think we need to do this more often. Oh, I, oh, I have so much fun with it. For sure. You got to yeah. get to live vicariously through the wacky mind of Jason Crockett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that dude so much. And Chris the Brit is, um, that guy knows more about, like he rivals you, Greg. As far as music that he knows, you well, know, it's true. And honestly, I think he far surpasses me as far as his knowledge of music, because really? I mean, he does like super deep dives. And a lot of times when we're talking, I'm actually learning from Chris. I'm like, oh, I, wow, I actually didn't know that. Well, wow. the thing I love about Chris is like he's like the world's most interesting man because I'm always like learning new things about him. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, oh, true. I'm a trained chef. Oh, I used to be a race car driver. Oh, I was a 90s club kid. I, I know like metal oh, yeah, like yeah. inside and out. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. What haven't you done? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I'm just honestly, I'm waiting for him just to one day say, oh, yeah, and I was an astronaut. I was in the International Space Station. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if be like, okay, yeah, cool. But can you think, of, I mean, think about it for a minute, the, the, the stones on this guy. He's yeah. only been here for like five years. Five years. So he's uh-huh. had to come. He's had to come over. He basically had to give up his entire life. Yep. But I, I know that some of you understand what this entails. But when you move to another country, you basically destroy your credit. Yeah. You destroy. Oh. I mean, you you have to start all over again uh-huh. on everything in order to pull this off. And he was willing to do it to come here and become an American citizen, which he's working on right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Respect I have for this yeah. dude. I, I mean, and when we were at the concert, like we were waiting uh, for for Crockett to purchase his. Rock zombie shirt and so chris and i we were just having a chat and he was telling me about what it took for him to come over here to the united states and i'm like oh yeah dude i i mean i was about ready to bow down and worship him at his feet oh yeah (laughs) honestly well there's a lot of stuff i didn't know Uh and and it's not just specifically to chris like Mm. anyone who comes from england canada it doesn't matter you come in from another country uh, and it it more or less you, you go all the way back to zero. Yeah, like you have to start completely over on virtually everything that you do. Um, you, of course, you've got to get a new job. You've got to do all this other stuff. Uh-huh. And there's all these kind of logistical nightmares that you have to undergo in order to even stay here. Yeah. Um, so it's impressive that he's willing to do that. That is absolutely pure love, and I've got crazy respect for that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, love so, you, dude. Our, so, our, fav- our favorite English muffin. Yeah, our favorite English muffin, Christopher <laughs> too. So um, before we get any further. 
Again, we've got a lot of stuff here on this show. Uh, we need to say thank you to our official Radio Rona producers. Yes. Uh, thank you to each and every one of you, you beautiful, ultra sexy people. Uh, these guys are official staff members of the show, by the way. Yeah. They can use this on a job a resume. They can use it. Uh, we can be a job reference. Put it on your LinkedIn. Uh, and we'll back it up all the way. We're we've, just, we've been doing it. We're just that whorish. <laughs> uh, we'll definitely do it for you. And Panda actually got to be a job reference. Finally. Uh, yeah, finally, which is, I think, fantastic. I was so happy. They, they never called me, but I was still happy. <laughs> Yeah, that, well, yeah. They, that doesn't mean they're not going to call you. Yes, yeah, see, right? exactly. It could still happen. Be on deck, Panda. Be on yeah, deck. Exactly. And, All right. The radio run. Pre- oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, Panda. And I was just going to say, and I know that he got the job. Oh, hey! he did get the job. Oh, so they're not going to call you. Yeah, so no, you're good. So maybe the reference was enough. They saw like, Greg oh, Passman. They're like, yeah, yeah we're, we're good. I mean, that's all you got to do is put my name down on anything, and they're going to be like, oh, you're aces, man. <laughs> You're all aces in my book. Uh, Greg's been quoting Ocean's Eleven all day. All day, I know. Uh, all, right. all right, so the Radio Rona Show is produced in part by... Alrighty, so these are actually our super producers, so everyone's going to be $25 and above until I say otherwise. So starting us off, we have Andy Melting and St. Jeezy Dally. Mm-hmm. It's his birthday. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Andy. Happy, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah, huge happy birthday. Uh, let's see, we have Jeremy James, uh, Jody College, Joey Wakefield. We have Kelly and the Freeloader. Thank you, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Corey Richens. We have the New Day podcast with Angela. She's uh, still Thank just you, yeah. killing Crank it out it away. there. Yep. Yeah, uh, we have Shane K. Daniels Jr., who may have the uh, the most uh, profane memes I think I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, we have, we haven't even talked about that yet. We're going to talk about that here in a second. Who right. the winner is and what's happening. But but Shane. Listen, man, you're a backup post on the show. I love you, but I mean, restraint, brother, restraint. I mean, I mean, Shane, Shane love memes like Chunga love cake. Yeah. He like, he, seriously, he went crazy. I'm like, what did you search to find these? Shane, for the love of all things. I mean, okay, may, maybe bring it back just a little. <laughs> I love you, man, but so oh, holy I was moly. dying. Yeah. Holy hell. Alrighty, uh, we have Tire Factory Point S, Tire and Auto Service and American Fork. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, we have Wookie Noises in the Dark. At 2501, <laughs> we have D-Dog and Nanny Pants. Yes. Repeat to yourself, it's just a show. I should really just relax. Mystery yeah. Science Theater 3000. Which we just watched last night and it was fun. We're going back through and rewatching all of them because there's so many jokes oh, you just forget. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah I, it's amazing. I watched MST3K last night as well. Oh, what, which, you did? Which one? Yeah. Which one? I, I watched Squirm. <laughs> we haven't seen that one yet. We seen that one. Squirm. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> also at 2501 we have uh you don't need common sense, you need Bob Lobla, no Espanol P E Rhodes. So yeah. Pat and Alicia Rhodes. <laughs> Bob Lobla. Bob Lobla. That one's nice. so good. Scott Bayo. That's yep. such a good reference. Uh-huh. At 2505, we have Riach. Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you, Rich. Uh, at 2525, we have Splendid Daddy paying for MCAT because she quote, don't do shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, um, MCAT. I think she kinda I think she's kind of proud of that. Uh, she oh, just totally. kind of owns it. Like, yeah, she did run up to Tempanogas. Oh, did she really? And she did this. I this is one of those things. When I was like twelve, I they said, "Do you want to go to Timpanogos?" And I was like, "I love Timpanogos," uh-huh. and didn't know that it was like hiking all the way up to the top in that little shack. Right, right. I've hated hiking ever since. <laughs> okay, uh, MCAT just went like she ran the thing. It was like yeah. no big deal for her. Yeah. Well, yeah. and you know, MCAT she. She says she doesn't do shit, but she only just does stuff that badasses do. 
Oh, oh, I see. Oh, that makes I see. sense. Yeah, because I saw that and I was like, "Well, she says that, but she's doing a lot more than me." Yeah, uh, <laughs> I wonder what that means. <laughs> yeah, twenty five fifty five. We have a uh, Denver Robbins creative. Yeah, uh, he posted a really cool video in the Ronin Fam group of his oh, uh, his goodness. singing bus from Haunted Mansion. Did you that see he's been those, working on. Dude, so it looked cool. amazing. I, yeah. I may have watched it like three to four times. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He amazing. has miniature singing busts that are projected on like they are in the Haunted Mansion, but they're tiny. Yeah, and he 3D printed all of it, which yeah, is crazy. crazy. Uh, let's see here. Also at 2555, we have Duke and Duchess of Worcestershire are proud to support and, oh, are proud to serve as the Twilly County co-chapter president. Yes. So there's a, there's a co-chapter hey, hey. going yeah, on Chapter there. presidents of the Twilla, of Twilla. <laughs> is, nice. it, is it Twilla County? Is Twilla a county? Ooh, it's not a county, is it? Uh, I, is Tooele a county? Actually, I don't know. I'm going to say None I don't of us know. We don't know so our civics. Don't yell at me. <laughs> None of Let's us know. Let's call Chris, too. <laughs> <laughs> you would know. Right? At $26 a month, we have Buttface McGas prices suck. Yeah. That they do. Yep. Also, at $26 a month, we have CK Dexter Haven, a.k.a. the Derelict Scrum Master. Still don't know who he is. I still, yeah. Still, I, 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 no I'd love to know one day. At yep. uh, $28 a month, we have Stephen, everyone's favorite Ross. Thank yeah, you, dude. Thank you, Stephen Ross. Uh, at 2802, we have Dr. Gills Rails. Yeah. It's in all caps. So you have to give to you. He's a good man. <laughs> <laughs> at $30 a month, we have Angela Jensen. Thank you, Angela. Yeah. We have Nikki Larson. Thank you, Nikki. And the senior partner himself, Ryan Peterson. Dude, hey, dude I hope the shoulders getting better did you see that yeah. he went back to the office for the first time like yeah. it wasn't like a zoom hearing it was no it wasn't the office he was back in court oh is that what it was yeah he's been in the office he was back in a live courtroom which uh, instead of zoom man there, there's not enough matlock in existence to make me feel comfortable going back into a courtroom after being out that long <laughs> yeah, you know what i'm saying no. he was out for a long time no kidding uh, also at 30 dollars a month we have this is chandler i'm the prince of goblins and i'm listening yeah, hey, I'm listening. I want to go back through and rewatch we need to Frasier. Watch Fra- yeah, I miss it's, it. Uh, it's awesome up to a point, and yeah. then it gets bad. And that's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 3030, we have Charles Chagney out in Chuck. Switzerland. Yeah, Thank hi, you, Chuck. Uh, at 30. Hello. <laughs> Is that your Switzerland? <laughs> I, think how they say, I think that's how they say. <laughs> one, one more time. Hello. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That, <laughs> Chuck, Chuck, let us know how that could that be is. Sweden, but I'm pretty sure it's Switzerland. <laughs> Hello. Oh, they're one of the same, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, $31 a month. We have Travis and Amanda. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, they were at Bash yeah. over the weekend. <laughs> Which is awesome. Preparing their primary lessons as Chandler's playing the naughties. I'm playing the, the F-bombs. <laughs> yep. so, sorry. Yep. At 3333, we have I Did Not Light Spring, uh, Springville Ablaze. Oh. Oh, oh. so they, they, that's, that, I think that's Tim. That? I think Someone, that's Tim. That is Tim, who is not the spider guy. I think. You think Maybe, it's Tim? I'm, I'm not sure. Let's see here. Someone who says uh, is disavowing that they were the person that lit the spider on. You were proud of that person. Yeah, yeah. They that person's a, a hero. Lot, that person's a, a hero. Spiders. Listen, that kept a spider from biting a kid. Oh, well, you burned some weeds. You burned some weeds. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> At 35, 35, we have Chris, a proud Navy mom, Windsor, who yes. just had a birthday. So big birthday shout out to Chris. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Happy awesome. birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. 50, by the way. Uh, I, I think she's okay with us saying that because it's all over her Facebook. Okay. There you go. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, at 3608, we have proud members of the Force Ghosts of Qui-Gon Jinn fan club, yeah, Ben yeah. Gunn. Obi-Wan, why did you walk away? You could have killed him like 10 times over, you twat. <laughs> <laughs> you walk away again, you twat. You learn nothing. If I had a solid hand, I'd smack you with it. 
<laughs> See, I like that. I like that. Qui Qui Gon's Qui -Gon blowing holes Jin. in the plot of the. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he had a little bit too much Guinness, I think. <laughs> when he was talking to Obi Wan there. Uh, at thirty nine dollars a month, we have Rebecca and Eric with Pop Culture Pumpkins. Yes, get your orders in quick because uh, right. they're they're filling up fast. Right, right. And wrapping us up here at thirty nine ninety eight, we have Jaron Cahoon out in Alabama. Thank you, Jaron. Roll Tide, roll. Uh, he had some questions actually about something we're going to be talking about in a minute. He's one of the many of you. Yeah. That had questions about Woodstock '99. Why is this all of a sudden a thing? Woodstock '99. We'll talk about it here in a second. Nice. But first, we have our Chungapole shoutouts. The Chungapole from last week. Uh, it was what was your favorite school lunch? I, I proposed this as a Chungapole. Greg lit right up, and oh, he yeah. knew exactly. He he was like, oh, I knew he knew exactly what his favorite oh, lunch same, was. Same here. Panda, what was your favorite lunch again? You you were a brown bagger, right? Well, yeah, well, I had to, like, with elementary school, because I was a brown bagger, even right. just the smell of a PB&J sandwich brings back yeah. so many, like, great memories. And then, uh, as far as the high school, I uh, I was a big soft pretzel guy. Ooh, yeah. So, in, in fact, when we went to Rob Zombie, when I went to get food... I got a soft pretzel. Did you? In the I mean, rain. That's how much I love these things. Yeah. Uh, soft pretzels yeah. are the best. Oh, so good, man. All right. So let's get to it. So Pandas yeah. was uh, PB&J. Chandler, yours was? <laughs> my teriyaki beef strips. I gave me the oh, gas. teriyaki beef strips. And mine <laughs> was, a whole classroom. <laughs> mine was uh, chicken nuggets and scones, but I was also uh, a brown bagger. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid. I, I preferred that over the uh And your, the gra and your grape high C or what oh, was yeah. it? Oh, oh, yeah. My two ice cream sandwiches and a grape high C. <laughs> yes. It was my favorite school So lunch. good. Gave me the wind. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what are people saying? So, uh, Dennis Gunn says, chicken fried steak with mashed potatoes and a roll. If you wait a little and manage to be one of the last in line, the lunch lady might give you an extra scoop of potatoes. Yep, And then true. you rode high for the rest of the day. Yeah, you were, yeah, you were like, You're uh, like oh, I'm, I'm the free, king. Free potatoes. Right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, Emily Schoenfeld Norman says, I went to middle school, or... Um, uh, yeah, middle and high school in Albuquerque. My favorite mm. school lunch was Frito pie, Fritos with chili poured on top and then topped with cheese. So good. Yeah, yeah. I only ate this rarely, though. My mom usually packed me a sack lunch. Oh, All right, Frito okay. pie. Did, did anyone ever get the Navajo tacos in, in school? That was like a, a staple in my schools. I don't know if it's politically correct anymore because it's basically just a scone with like some with salsa chili. on it. It's, oh, with chili. Yeah. it's, it's a scone chili. of chili. That's the only thing that's on it. I was never a Navajo taco guy, but I do remember my dad eating a massive Navajo taco at the top of the Grand Canyon before he started a hike. <laughs> and then he hikes down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon uh -huh. and the Navajo taco kicked in. <laughs> and yeah. he asked the tour guide, is there, a, uh, is there a, a bathroom down here? And the tour guide's like, you're in the Grand Canyon. No. no. And he he just went oh shit and he took <laughs> off running ran all the way back up did he make it all the way back up the, he did as a matter wow. of fact but he had sand all over his shoes <laughs> mm -hmm. that's so good uh marta lord says a french dip put some fry sauce on the bun and it was perfect my school has really mm. good fries to go with the two i never okay. got french dips in my school but the the, the french I fries did. i actually do miss my school's french fries they were uh they were crinkle cut mine were oh were they no mine were just straight but they had the best fry sauce ever yeah, nice oh all yeah right. Nice. Uh, Stacy Lewis Schreiber says, I have to agree with Panda for elementary school lunch. I loved my mom's PB&J and how the jelly would soak into the bread. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, I'm going to eat the hell out of that bread. <laughs> yeah. 
And then she goes on to say, uh, my high school was a closed campus and one of the local pizza places would sell slices of, of and pizza breads in the gym. I brought yeah. money oh, cool. once yeah. a week so I could buy the pizza bread. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That sounds awesome. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Brandon Morrill says, a fellow uh, Benyon Bobcat alum here. Hey, yeah. all right. He nice. says, uh, they used to have this milk machine where they would have winter dairy milk and a cookie tree cookies that you could eat. That was hands down the best lunch. Oh, yeah. Do you, did, did you ever have that? Was the, the No, I was, I think, there way before. But um, <laughs> no, that's where I would get my, my two ice cream sandwiches. Oh, that was at Benyon? And, and okay. it was, yeah. So, nice. Um, yeah, and I remember once I was just, I was just, there was this whole thing that, you know, kids, could, they do stupid stupid stuff and anytime you dropped something on the ground if you picked that something up people would scream from like every corner of the school scrounge <laughs> what i don't know why <laughs> and i remember being devastated one day because i accidentally dropped my ice cream sandwich in the wrapper on the ground uh, and i was like damn it <laughs> dang dang it and my friend Todd's like, you're not going to pick that up. I'm like, no, because I know what's going to happen. Uh-huh. Oh, please. And so I went to pick it up and everybody went, Scrooge. And I was like, I told you. <laughs> like, I, I warned I you, man. You. And I only got to have my one ice cream sandwich. Oh, that day, that's, yeah. that's a sad and day. I yep. don't think I've heard the word scrounge used in several decades. I've never I heard it. Until now. So, so you know what I'm talking about, Panda. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm talking about there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scrounge. <laughs> I don't get it. And I'd be like, he. All right. Because so. it's just stupid. Picking stuff up off the ground is stupid. So I know. All right. So, Jerem Lee Thurston says, my favorite was the fried bean burritos and dip them in our amazing school fry sauce. So good. Oh, yeah. See, that's what I was talking about. The, the school fry we, sauce. We, got, we don't it, have fry it sauce hits here. Different, yeah. We have no fry sauce in Vegas. It I, sucks. I need to give a big shout out to Emily Norman, though, that says, uh, by the way, the teriyaki beef strips are still served at Hayden Peak to this no day. No way. They're still she's being there? served. Yeah, she, she I think she's there? a teacher there. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. Check that out. Wow, that's I crazy. I, I want some of those packed up and sent to Vegas. Those that are is, so good. That is just wild. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, look, there's a ton of these. Yeah, we we yeah. had a massive response. But okay. chicken fried steak won hands down. That was the, oh, most, yeah. that was the number one vote was chicken so fried steak. So many chicken fried steaks were on there. Yeah. Okay. Well, the chicken fried steak school lunch was pretty good. Yeah. I was always afraid of it. It freaked well, me out for some yeah, reason. And me, I've never been a chicken fried steak fan. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Clearly, yeah. you've never been to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> um. We have the best Cracker Barrel here in oh, Vegas so ever, by the way. It's next to a Bass Pro Shop. It, the only thing that's bad about it is they hassle you to buy alcohol, which is weird. Yeah, all the, all the, the waiters like, have contests to see who can get people blitz the most. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, at the Cracker Barrel. Wow. Cra- Maybe we'll take you there, Panda. They hassle you. like they. Uh, I yeah. literally told my server, I was like, look, if I buy a drink, will you please stop? Uh-huh. And she's like, "Well, well, don't. What, what do you want? I, was, I don't want. I'm at Cracker Barrel. I don't want a drink. <laughs> Yeah, if I buy it, will you? Can, can you just bring it out here? She says, "Well, if I if you buy it and you don't want it, can I have it?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> so you bought her a drink. <laughs> yes. And she drank in the back. Las well, maybe, Vegas. Wow, working. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that's what they're hoping for is that you'll buy the drink, but you don't want to drink it so that they can. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But it no. was it was a crazy day at the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> anyway, um, it, it, there's a ton of these. So just go to the Radio Ronan Fam Facebook group. Again, oh, yeah. I have to remind everybody all the time. There's so many people coming into this thing. Uh, you have to answer the questions. Yes. Because if, if you don't, there's a lot of bots. We get uh-huh. a ton of bots. And we can kind of tell, but the bot machines are getting better and better. Uh-huh. 
Uh, so you have to answer the questions. If you do not answer the questions, we will reject you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't take it personally. It's not something that we're doing uh, because we want to. We just can't tell if you're a bot or not. And we don't have the time to go through and check everything. So, many right. times. so it's just if you don't answer the questions, you can't come in. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. So, uh, so we've gotten a lot of questions uh-huh. uh, about this. This is a new thing. I didn't know this was coming out. Wow. Wow. Where do we start with this? So this this, there's a new documentary that's come out on Netflix. Um, I highly recommend everybody check it out because Uh it's very interesting. Now, you have to know before you do, it's very dark. It's very profane. Really dark. There's a lot of nudity. Um, If you're okay with that, I I highly recommend you check it out because it is a, a, a seminal piece of rock and roll history. Yeah. And it's something that I'm very close to. It's something that um, the Panda and Chandler are very close to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Why? We're talking, we're talking about Woodstock 99. So yep. why are we close to this? Well, we're, we're close to this for a variety of different reasons. Um, a lot of you have asked about this over the past week that this is. Have you watched it yet, Greg? You haven't I, watched it yet. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Um, and I'm interested to watch it, too, because I remember when these events happened and hearing the stories about all of the uh, the craziness and uh, chaos that happened. Around yeah, yeah. Us. Yeah. Well, it's crazy because like I was what three or four when, when this happened. Yeah, when so like happened. I remember like hearing like rumblings like yeah something bad went down, but I had no clue like the scale of like this was horrible. Yeah. So okay. So we wanted I want to answer your questions, and we want to talk about this for a minute simply because you know we're talking about a lot of music on the show today. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But because there are so many questions, um, we're in a, we're in kind of a cool spot for this. Uh huh. The three of us. Uh, yeah, the, th- the three of us have been involved in live event production for decades. Uh-huh. The three of us have been involved um, not only as concert attendees, but as event producers, yep. as performers, as security. Um, uh, media. I mean, media. everything. Yeah. We have every, between the three of us, we have every single base covered multiple, multiple, multiple times. Yeah. Um, so we've got some insight in here that I'm, I'm hoping that you're going to find interesting as for those of you that are going to go check out Woodstock 99. So for those of you who don't know, there have been three Woodstocks. There was the Woodstock in, in 1969 that everybody talks about that was like a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Then there was one in 94. Yep. And that one was held at the same location or close to the same location. And very similar things happened. It rained. It got muddy. Uh, the fences were knocked down and a whole bunch of people came in that didn't buy tickets and it lost a bunch of money. Yeah. So the organizers, uh, one of one of which was this guy, um, I believe his name is uh, Michael, uh, Michael, Michael Lang. Lang. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I always for I don't know why I always lock up on that name. I think it's a psychological block, to be <laughs> honest with you. And I'll explain coming up. So Michael Lang is this guy who organized the first Woodstock. Uh-huh. He, he also got together with some uh, big money promoters for 94. And it was that same team that did Woodstock 99. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of lessons learned about Woodstock 99 that are applied in the real world today mm-hmm. for yeah. live event production. Um, but Woodstock 99, for those of you who don't know, was a disaster. Uh, uh, some people died. Yeah. There were a lot of people who were sexually assaulted and raped. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of people who were critically injured who ended up not dying but have uh, lifelong problems yeah as a result of this there was a massive riot that broke out at woodstock 99 on top of other problems Uh and so uh, a lot of you have watched this documentary as i've said and you've come back with questions and so what i'd like to do if i can is just take a couple of minutes and just kind of go over 
what happens at a show what happens at a, at a concert what happens behind the scenes and, and what went wrong at woodstock 99 so that when you're watching this if you haven't already watched it uh you can go oh okay well i have this perspective or if you're if you've already seen it you can go okay i get it yeah which so. i think is good because the the documentary it's a three-part series it's you know three episodes every episode is going over each day of the festival and right. and it's pretty consolidated they they don't spend a lot of time on like the behind the scenes things and that's what we'd right. love to kind of be like all right we know how these things should be ran and, and it was a total disaster on what they did yeah so greg you've done security you've done security for oh, yeah. me you've done security at concerts and uh-huh. um and uh and greg has put himself um to protect me in harm's way many 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 times yeah and that's so when somebody does that for you you have a different level of respect for that person <laughs> no kidding yeah. uh and, and greg and i have definitely been in the trenches chandler has performed in front of huge arena crowds uh-huh. uh as have i and uh a lot of those huge arena crowds greg was right at my side making sure everything was okay <laughs> oh yeah so um what happened at woodstock 99 well there's a couple of problems that happened um and this is a this is where i want to start with this okay anytime you're doing any Thing, whether it's Radio Ronin or it's a concert uh, or it's a little club gig or it's a meet and greet at any scale, mm-hmm. a macro or a micro scale, the minute you forget about the fact that these events or this content or this company is about people, you're going to fail. Oh, yeah. 100%. Point yeah. blank. You are going to fail. And yep. that's so these guys were doomed from the very, very beginning because what it became was a way for all of them to make money because they had lost so much money on Woodstock 94. So they're trying to make up everything so make and up more. Everything. Yeah. This is this is where I think the problem started with Woodstock 99 is they were trying to make up losses and they moved the venue from a meadow and a wooded area in upstate New York to a shuttered army base. <laughs> Uh, with no shade, no trees, concrete everywhere, concrete everywhere, yeah. and they um, they did it because they had an infrastructure there that they meant they didn't have to build it, which means they could cut corners and save money. Right. So they they so, wanted an, an area for the medical personnel. They wanted an area for right. you know security and everything. They're like, well, these buildings, these are all air you know airplane hangers. They let's save some money, and so that was their grand idea right there. Logistically, we can break this down. I could probably spend two hours just talking about the logistical problems that they had. Like yeah. you have a thing called the electric daisy carnival or edc that happens here in vegas it's one of the biggest festivals in the world it's one of the top three music festivals on earth yeah it happens at the raceway again tarmac uh concrete uh there's not a lot of dirt or shade anywhere mm-hmm. but what they do is they bring in and they build all this stuff up and they do it at night too. and they do it at night yeah. to keep everybody safe well yep. that didn't happen with woodstock 99 and then they wouldn't allow people to bring in food <laughs> so they wouldn't allow these concert goers. They charged them 150 bucks. Wouldn't allow them to bring in food or water. Yeah, and then they gouged them repeatedly. Some of these guys were kids. They didn't come prepared with money. Uh-huh. Uh They thought that they could get free water, and there was some free water available, but it was contaminated and with, it was filthy and with poop. I mean, it was and, awful. And, yeah, and, and, and it, there were there were so many problems with this. Um, the the biggest questions that I'm getting from our audience is. Who's responsible? Uh-huh. People that are listening to Ronan that have seen this, they're watching in horror. And I think it's because a lot of them are parents now. And they have yeah. younger kids that want to go to shows. Well, especially with like with what just happened at Astroworld with Travis Scott. Yeah, Travis and Scott and kids died. And, you know, yeah. this was a couple months ago. And in the documentary, you'll see it. Uh, everyone's blaming each other. No one's taking responsibility it, it, at all. Yeah, it's 1999. Yeah. We're in 2022. And you still have everybody kind of pointing the finger. And nobody really knows what went, what went wrong with yeah. this. So, Panda... I'm interested to get your take on it uh, once you see it. But here's what I think went wrong. 
because uh, that's what everybody's asking is mm-hmm. what went wrong and who do you think Chunga is responsible? Uh, number one, they didn't think about people. All of this stuff is about people. Everybody was a number. If you take a look at what's happening with Disney and Bob Chapek and how pissed off everyone is at Disney, yeah. why is this happening? Because they don't look at their people. They don't look at their fan base as people anymore. They're analytics. It's money. Yeah. It's analytics. That's all it is. And you have all of the mistakes and the trappings that come with the fact that you're no longer viewing uh, what is making your company as people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Problem number two is they didn't understand the bands they were booking. To me, this is one of the biggest things that they, they messed up on. They didn't understand the bands they were booking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to, to the point where like uh you know it's like they still in the interview start oh but all these kids are coming here for the Woodstock hippie mentality and it's like I'm sorry these kids don't give two shits about the Woodstock mentality. If you're booking Limp Bizkit and Corn and all yeah. of these bands these guys the promoters didn't even know who these bands were. They'd never listened to them. Yeah, they're, they're this, this dopey guy Michael Lang had no clue who Limp Bizkit yeah. was. Or Corn. He's like, "Oh, he's like I just know they're they're popular so I'm going to book them." He had yeah. no idea. Yeah, yep. and especially when some of these artists like like some of their uh, music is about violence, you know. Yes, I mean, well, when Bizkit, yeah, I, mean, I mean, they kind of sparked something at the during they their did. Sets, well, here's so. well, here's, yeah. here's the thing: uh, it is not the band's fault. It is it is the promoter's fault. Now, with that said. Uh, when a band takes the stage, when anyone takes the stage, if Greg walks on stage at a meet and greet, uh, Greg is now in control of what is a very dangerous situation, even in small doses. Yeah. Anytime you have a crowd for any reason, it's dangerous. Uh-huh. And that person on stage has got to have the wherewithal and the leadership skills and the mental fortitude to handle that crowd on a on a macro scale. That's mm-hmm. just the way it has to happen. Uh, there have been I can't even tell you how many times um, I've had to uh, control a crowd numbering in excess of ten thousand people uh, from a DJ booth. Oh yeah, oh it, yeah. It, it, I've had to do the same. Like yeah, you know, yeah. where there's fights breaking out. And it's like all right, there's eight thousand people and I'm headlining. I've got to handle this because when you're on stage, you are in control, whether you like it or not. If yeah. you're a performer, you have to take that responsibility upon right. yourself. It's like all right, this is my job. I need to make sure everyone's safe. I and mean, that full stop. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you see so many examples out there too of uh, bands and musicians. I mean, coming to a point of stopping the show for a minute because they're like, hey, you know, Dave Grohl is famous for telling people, hey, you don't come <laughs> to a Foo Fighter show and fight. And then he yep. kicks them out in front of everyone. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I mean, really, when you are a performer and the crowd is there, you know, essentially for you and you, uh, you know, you're kind of in control of that in, in uh, many ways. So mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a couple of things to note here. The fact that Dave Grohl can stop a show mm-hmm. and kick people out, there's a lot of layers to that. And that's what it, people I'm may I'm glad not you're really, bringing this up. Yeah. Because, yeah, because there's a lot of you going, well, why didn't, why didn't people stop the show at Woodstock 99? People are dying and being sexually assaulted and things like that. Because sometimes stopping the show is not the right answer. And you have to read sometimes the room. Sometimes stopping the show can actually create more problems. Uh-huh. Not doing what you're supposed to do uh, can, actually, can actually inflame the situation even worse. Now, Dave Grohl has the experience to recognize, okay, I'm safe to stop the show here. So, (laughs) again, when you're playing a show and you hand, you know, it's kind of like somebody handing off the controls of a ship. Uh, The band is not responsible. Yeah. The band, even though it's a contradiction in what I'm saying, there are several fail-safes that have to be put into place so that when the band takes control of the show, that they know what to do. Uh And none of those fail-safes 
were were in effect at Woodstock 99 was Limp Biscuit responsible well Woodstock 99 ruined Limp Biscuit so everybody yeah, knows yeah. It, it killed that band it killed their career they're still around playing shows but they're nowhere it also killed new metal as a genre uh-huh. uh, it destroyed new metal as a genre it was the biggest genre of music in the world at the time Woodstock 99 happened and uh, Woodstock 99 was such a disaster that it destroyed that sound uh-huh. the corn sound the um, the uh, the Limp Biscuit sound uh, Stained was one of these bands you know that guy's singing country music now um, it just destroyed that entire genre because it was so violent and so dark and it was all realized at Woodstock 99. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, like, with Fred Durst, he was up on stage telling everyone to release their negativity and, and do all this stuff. And, like, there's things that he, he easily could have done to try and calm things down. Right. But where the crowd is being treated so poorly with no water, there's no shade, there's no food, they're out there starving. Yep. If he doesn't perform, it's going to make it ten it times it worse. worse. Well, that's what yeah. happened on the final night because the Red Hot Chili Peppers were told to stop their show. And chaos. Yeah. And that's what started the riot. Yeah. So um, so a lot of you, you're going to watch this and you're going to say, OK, the bands were responsible for this. That isn't entirely accurate. In fact, I would say it's not true. Yeah. Now, there's certain things they could have done. They could have ramped the show back. They could have done some things. Um, I remember a spring break, uh, MTV spring break a couple of years ago. Well, it was a long time ago, actually. Gavin Rosdale uh, went out in the middle of a hurricane and sang Glycerin in front of a crowd that was getting unruly uh-huh. because there was a hurricane coming through and they were getting pissed off that they couldn't see the show so he we went out and risked electrocution in uh-huh. the of a hurricane to play the song and became kind of the hero of this spring break well after corn played at woodstock 99 gavin rosdale of bush went back out and calmed everybody changed down. the set list it changed the set list and was able to kind of ramp down the the chaos from corn to the point where people didn't riot and again was yet again, was the hero was the hero of the first night of woodstock 99 uh-huh. um that didn't happen on saturday night it didn't happen on sunday night and chaos ensued so why are we talking about all this well because a lot of you are asking because you have kids and you want to know if these venues are safe and the answer is no you can't ever assume that a concert is safe that's problem number one yeah uh, there, I, actually, yesterday, there was a big, huge music festival in Spain, a big EDM show, and the stage collapsed because of a windstorm and killed one person and injured like 20 or 30 people yesterday. Yep, just yesterday. So you have to know, anytime you go into something like this, there there is a, an element of danger to it. Greg, what's the ratio of security people to to um, concert goers for it to be t- on a technical scale safe? I think it's something like one security personnel for every 15 people. Or something like that. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the uh, the numbers uh, uh, should be because, I mean, I've done event security. But the problem is, even, even if you had, like, the minimum, that's still never going to be enough because, right. you know, uh, sometimes, like, you know, I know when I've worked where I'm handling one situation while three other situations are happening around where I'm like, I got to prioritize which one's the most dangerous to, you know, get it to stop or whatever. That's what I was going to say is like, even in the best possible scenario, there's not enough security people. there. Yeah, exactly. And so you have to teach your kids how to do things the right way. Mm -hmm. You have to tell them to do things a certain way and you have to send them prepared with money. Yep. They have to be able to, in that kind of a venue where you have groupthink and you have herd mentality, things can go sideways at the drop of a hat. And I've seen it happen more times than I can count. Mm -hmm. 
uh, an audience, even of a, a minimum size, takes on that that crowd becomes a living, breathing entity, a singular entity. Yeah. And um, when you send your child to a show, even if it's like BTS or Ariana Grande or a, an artist that you wouldn't think that that would be a thing, it is very much a thing. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to educate your kids the right way on how to go to a show and how to behave at a show. Um, ultimately, Woodstock 99 was a poorly planned event. It was um, something that Kurt Hammond and Metallica mocked wild. I mean, just he mocked it for years mm-hmm. about how peace and love equals corporate venture <laughs> right. um, and they called it profit stock and it uh-huh. was just and, uh-huh. and people talked about it forever uh, i remember after all of this happened woodstock still tried to make money and they put out a, a movie about it uh, the woodstock 99 movie you can actually go watch it none of this stuff is in there yeah, Some they of edited it is, around everything a lot yeah. of the drugs a lot of the nudity is still in there um but uh, but the uh, logistical problems are not in there and i remember them calling through mtv and saying hey do you want michael lang on the show and i was like you've got to be effing kidding me <laughs> Do I want to promote this on my show? Absolutely not. But he's a legend. He's music. I'm like, please don't call me again with this. I don't want this guy on my show at all. And I still have the Woodstock 99 movie that they sent me. Oh, really? I still have it. It's in. It's probably in a box next to Crockett's belly button lint. I think. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, interesting stuff. I would recommend everybody if you can handle the profanity, if you can handle the 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 darkness of it lots of nudity um, and yeah. the nudity i would recommend everybody go check it out for a couple of reasons number one it's music history mm-hmm. um number two i think it will give you uh, a, a some insight as to just how complex running a live show actually is and how yeah. hard it actually is to do and how easy it is to get wrong um and i think it'll give you some insight as to how to make sure that your kids are well prepared when you go to a show. Yeah. And as horrible as it was, uh, uh, like you said, the music industry did learn a lot from it, but there are still things, you know, make sure to send them with money. Make sure to send them, you know, okay, don't yep. be in the mosh pits. Don't be doing this because you, you just want everyone to well, be, be safe. in the mosh pits, but make sure know how to you know, do it be right. self-aware and know exactly. how to do it the right way and, yep. and make sure that, you know, you're not uh, going to get, especially if you've got daughters. Uh-huh. Um, this, oh, geez. There have been so many times where I've been playing shows where I'm like, put your top on. Mm-hmm. Please put you know I've seen Billy Joe Green Day stop a show and oh, say really? get get off his shoulders. I think you and I were at a show, Greg, where he stopped the show and said yep. get off his shoulders and put your shirt on. Wow! And the show's not going any further until you do. Yeah, yeah. props to him. That's cool. and everybody's booing Billy Joe. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah, you know, in the crowd. I mean, and I've also seen a few shows where they've had to point out, like, hey, look. That guy is sexually assaulting that girl. Security, get rid of him now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I know I said that the band was not responsible at Woodstock. Uh, I think they are partially I responsible, but they're not fully responsible. They could have ramped it back. Yeah. They could have made decisions. Did, did right? different things. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, Limp Bizkit could have chosen not to play Give Me Something to Break during their right. set. Because right. that, you know, then everybody's like, well, hey, that's an excuse for me to... to you know, to just go nuts. To, yeah, to go just to go absolutely off. bonkers. Yeah, and then it comes down to the, the the people booking the shows. Like you're booking Limp Bizkit. What do you expect? Well, at the end the, of the day, what the do you Red expect? Red Hot Chili Peppers. There was a fire that had broken out on the last night, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers, in their wisdom, they the their set was paused. Uh-huh. And then the the organizers sent them back out on the stage to try and calm things down. To try and calm things down, and they played Fire from Jimi Hendrix when there's a <laughs> fire burning in the. 
Um, people are you're going to be furious when you watch this. Uh-huh. And this is this is an important thing because I've talked to them about this. Uh-huh. At the time that they did that, they thought that it would be kind of cheeky. It would be kind of lighthearted and that it would draw attention away from the fire enough to get everybody focused back on them. And kind of like, okay, we've had a problem. We're going to play fire from Jimi Hendrix, and it's going to be kind of cheeky. Mm -hmm. And it'll give the fire department time to put the fire out. But the fire department refused to go into the crowd because they thought they were going to get hurt. Uh And all it did was enrage people more. It was just a judgment call. They had to go right. They had to go left. And they chose wrong without knowing. But the problem was is that you put the band back out there to make operational decisions that the producer should should be doing exactly you you know what i mean Uh, you don't put anthony kiedis and naked flea out there to solve a problem that big (laughs) right you know um it's just a disaster all the way around i highly recommend everybody check it out It, it will it will consume your thought yeah it really will you'll think about it and you'll think about it and you'll think about it for a very long time mm-hmm. so check it out okay so uh listen we we are changing things up a little bit on the show now because you guys are too smart for your britches you're too big for your britches and you can take a look at the time code to find out if we roll a one in headline <laughs> yeah. D&D or not. so we're, we're now going to change some things a little bit uh as to not ruin the suspense of headline D&D for you. So we're going to do headline D&D first and then we'll have Greg's movie shout out coming up. Nice. A okay. little bit later on. I like okay? that. Uh, all right. So headline D&D. How does this work? Well, you send us stories. Uh, you send them to Chandler at RadioRonin.com and we yeah. don't read them. Nope. And then we take 10 stories. We actually take eight stories. Excuse me. And we use a Dungeons and Dragons die or a D10, a 10 sided die to determine what stories, which, which stories, what stories. I can't remember which ones are going to read. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, here's the way this works. Um, we're going to roll this die and uh, the story start at number two and they go to number nine. Uh-huh. We have two open numbers, a number one and a number 10. If you roll a one in D&D, that's a very bad thing. It's a critical miss. Uh, I think you all get it by now. If you're new to the show, that basically means if we roll a one on our Dungeons and Dragons die, the show is over immediately. You don't get your three stories uh-huh. or whatever, however far into this we're, we're at. Uh, we we stop the show and it's over. Right. If we roll a 10, that's called a crit hit, critical hit, and we'll give you four stories instead of three, and you can't roll a one. There you go. Okay. Nice uh, and easy. All right, let's get to it. So I've got my spreadsheet here. Thanks to all of you who have sent in your headline D&D stories for this week. Uh, it's much appreciated. Let's rock. All right, here, here we go. go. Big money, big money, big money, big money. Six. And we have a six. Nice. Uh, Evil Twin is texting me right now as I'm trying to do this. <laughs> I'll get to you in a second, Evil Twin. This comes from Ricky Cannon. Ricky. Ricky Cannon has submitted this. I need to make sure that I'm picking the right story. Ricky's my buddy in Vegas. Oh, is that right? Thanks, Ricky. Hey, Ricky. Thanks, dude. So, yeah, uh, we're pulling this up. We do this in real time because we haven't actually read the story. Sometimes they're gated is Uh, what it's called. and We have to fill out a bunch of stuff and we just lose the story. And that's the fun of Headline D&D. Woman minus clothing walks into East Idaho home. (laughs) Hmm. Is East Idaho, like, which is the nice side of Idaho? Is it West Idaho or is it? Because you always have an East Idaho, like an East side, West side. Yeah, is it East side, West side? I I don't know which is the nice side of Idaho. A Sugar City man got a surprise during the early hours of July 23rd when an unknown woman walked into his home minus her clothing. I've seen a lot of Cinemax movies that start this way. (laughs) Uh, Madison County Sheriff's deputies reported that the female entered the home around 2 a.m., uh, the reporting party stated that a naked woman walked through his front door without knocking. See, it's Idaho, so they don't have locks. 
Oh, right. People don't know this. They're, 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 afraid, they're afraid of locks. They up don't there. have they don't have locks in <laughs> yeah. Idaho. Yeah. Uh, the woman walked through the front door without knocking, and then the deputy said uh, he had never seen this woman before, did not know who she was. The EMTs were called, gave the woman a medical examination, and the deputy eventually learned. Uh, who the woman was and where she was from. I took her back home, which was just down the road about a quarter of a mile away. Oh. And that was the end of the story. So <laughs> she just kind of... She's just, she's just again, going out for an the, adventure. In the, in the Cinemax movies, you know, somebody walks in and it's like, hey, while you're here... <laughs> bow, chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> I don't know what this lady looked like. It, it could have been. She could have looked like Large Marge from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I don't know what she looked like. She just didn't have any clothes on. <laughs> You know what uh, I'm saying? So there's so there's a the first good, story. Good old Idaho. Good 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 story. Good right, story. Here we that's, go. That's a good one. Big money. Big money. Big money. Big money. Two. Two. All right. Let's see here. I'm looking at the spreadsheet. It's a whole thing, you guys. The spreadsheet shuts down. Okay. Amy Adams. Amy. Amy Adams is number two. Thank you, Amy Adams, for submitting this story. It comes from the quote Good News Network. Don't know what the Good News Network uh, is. It's a John Krasinski's network that he <laughs> oh, that said he right? made during the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, is that oh, right? Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, one in 30 million orange lobster noticed in discovery. Oh, noticed in delivery and rescued by restaurant workers. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is a very orange lobster. Aren't they always kind of orange? orange? Oh, that's like neon. That's like neon orange. An incredibly rare sea creature. You know, they call lobsters the cockroaches of the sea. Do they really? They do. Uh, huh. An incredibly rare sea creature was saved from the jaws of death after uh, restaurant workers were stuck with its uh, struck, excuse me, with uh, its unusual color. Uh, and uh, they called in a bunch of experts to get a second opinion. <laughs> At the Red Lobster? I don't know if we can eat this one. <laughs> Is it poison? Is it weird? It's orange. Uh-huh. Uh, it was made even better by the fact that this uh, this particular lobster showed up at a red lobster. <laughs> uh, it, it was in Hollywood, Florida, where all it, it, they were like, well, I don't know what would what we could do here. It's an orange lobster at a red lobster. Is this OK? Uh -huh. That's literally what they were thinking. <laughs> I love the logic we're at here. A red lobster. This is an orange lobster. Can we cook? Can this? we do it? <laughs> They called the uh, they called a place called Ripley's Aquarium. It was in Myrtle Beach. Uh -huh. uh, they sent two members of its husbandry team. I don't know what that means. Uh, I guess that's like their wives were doing something uh, <laughs> to inspect the crustacean. <laughs> and sure enough, they identified this lobster as an orange lobster, which is one in every 30 million lobsters wow. are orange. OK, so basically what they did was they took it to its uh, forever home at the aquarium. It was not uh, it was not eaten oh so they saved it okay that's and, good and the lobster was named cheddar oh after the famous red lobster Aww. biscuits i love that that's a cute that's story, a great right? story okay. i like okay. that one. One, more, one, one more one more story here we go one more seven seven hey no ones hey we did hey. it this comes from everyone's favorite english muffin chris too chris, hey, chris. Uh, hold on a second hold on a second hold the phone this this comes uh i don't even know where the site is oh no miriam margolis i i think this is how her name is pronounced it's okay. m-a-r-g-o-l-y-e-s okay. margolis Mar -mar miriam miriam margolis has claimed arnold schwarzenegger quote farted in her face <laughs> on the set of the 1999 supernatural movie end of days oh wow Okay. Um, apparently, <laughs> is, she, is she pressing charges? Well, I, here's the thing. Apparently, she's an actor. She's in Harry Potter. 
So oh, okay. it says here in the, in the story, the Harry Potter actor made the hilarious admission while appearing on the I've Got News for You podcast. Okay. She claimed that the actor, quote, did it deliberately, did, did it deliberately, excuse me, uh-huh. and said she has never forgiven him for it. <laughs> Sadly, the uh, the moment was not caught on film as it happened in between takes. Uh, opening up about the supposed incident, she said, he's a bit too full of himself and I don't care for him at all. He's a Republican, which I don't like. Come oh. over here. I have to make a fight. Yeah, I have to pass some gas here. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to get it on your face. <laughs> Fought with me uh, if you want to live. She she goes on to say he was actually he was actually quite rude. Uh, he farted in my face. I think this is more politically driven than it is. Yeah, fart she says driven. he farted in my face, and she says she then declares, "Now I fart. Of course I do, but I don't fart in pe- people's faces." And he did it deliberately right in my face. I was playing Satan's sister. And he was killing me. So he had me in a position where I couldn't escape and I was lying on the floor and he just (laughs) farted. It wasn't on film. It was in one of the pauses, but I still won't forgive him for it. Oh my gosh. That's that's one of the greatest stories I've ever heard. Come on. Get over here. Got to wrestle. I had some chili. All right, oh, Chris, right, that was a great go. one, man. Thank you. There's your headline, D80, <laughs> and we didn't roll a one, and you couldn't tell. We made it. All right, yeah. okay, So we've got some. Uh, we've got. Uh, we've got Panda's movie coming up. He's preparing for it right now. Yes, he is. Is that what you're doing over there, Panda? Is that what you're getting ready? He's yeah, making see, notes. It is. He is making notes as we speak. All right, so we need to thank our goblins. Uh, again, these guys, $50 a month on up. Thank you so much to each and every one of you. Yeah. Uh, for uh, for supporting the show the way that you do, supporting Greg Chandler and myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it means everything to us. Yeah. So thank you. Um, our, first, our first goblin, by the way, is at 50 bucks a month. They're all at 50 bucks a month until I say otherwise. All right? Yeah. Thank you, Angel. Thank you, Ben Booth. Angel! Uh, ben Booth. Oh, it's actually Ben Booth, the Badger Man, and Brian Booth. We ain't afraid of no ghosts. Uh, yes. Also, Daybreak Aesthetics. Thank you, Daybreak Aesthetics. Uh, Gina and Janae Green, ladies. Hey, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Her Royal Highness, Miss Jessica Terry, 50 bucks a month. Keish Lorraine and the Great Dane. That's Amy B. and her husband, Jim. Yeah. The Pinball Wizard. Thank you. Short and Sweet. That's Jill and Nicolette. Thank you. $50 On a month. Yep. On Young. Uh, Taylor Casper. Speaking of Volkswagen bugs, I think it was, uh, you know, like, take one of Taylor Casper bugs okay <laughs> throw it from space you shoot it out of space at the earth if it were to impact uh, uh okay maybe a meteor the size of one of Taylor <laughs> yes. anyway i uh, thank you taylor casper in the uh in the waking world oh hold on one second when the waking world leaves you wanting and weary sleep brings you here to find freedom and adventure i think that's a maverick wow ad. I think that's a Maverick's first stop gas station ad. <laughs> to go, to go uh, get when, some Mountain Dew. When, when the waking world leaves you wanting and weary, sleep brings you here to find freedom and adventure. And I, I'm like, give me some Susie Q's and a 32 ounce Mountain Dew. Freedom and adventure. Uh, I don't know. I actually don't. Do you know what that one is, Panda? Uh, no. Yeah, now I, we have a new rule. Like, I can't Google it for two one. shows. So yeah. now we have to we have to figure it out. That's a new rule. So we don't know. Who yeah, that Natalie is got either. mad at me. So. Yeah. Well, whoever you are, I'm stumped. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll take a look at it. Ben Pearson of Pearson Remodeling. We finished basements. He's yeah. Saying, Our first super producer, by the way, at $51 a month. Thank you very, very much. Marta Lords at fifty-one eleven per month. Marta Lord. I'm Marta Lord. Marta Lord. Marta Lord. 
Hey, she's in a Mudvayne song. <laughs> I was going to say, is that Mudvayne? <laughs> That's what I do. That's Marta Lords. I mean, it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Marta. I'm sorry, Marta. That may be my favorite one. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think, Panda? Do you think I could get a shot? Uh, no, no. I don't think you could. That, that was awful. <laughs> Oh, Panda. That's what I love about Panda. He always shoots me straight. (laughs) Panda always shoots me straight. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. No, that's that's fine. I ain't made of sugar. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Just me, Tori. He's uh, he's all better, I think. He is, yeah. So, yeah. Tory Larson, fifty-one, Thank fifteen heavens. a month. Thanks, dude. Uh, the American badass himself, Captain Lane Hilton of the Unified Fire Department, at fifty-one, fifty. Thank you, Lane. Yeah. Uh, Matthew coming in at fifty-two, twenty-five a month. Thank you very much, Matthew. Lord and Lady Starfingham celebrating thirty years of wedded bliss. Yeah. Congratulations, congratulations to both of you. That's uh, that's fantastic. They're at fifty-two, thirty per month. Uh, Shannon West, who is back from Hawaii with her family, at fifty-five, fifty. Per month, that we'll see awesome. at the ghost hunt. Uh, thank you, Saint Shannon West. Natalie Croft at fifty-seven oh one. Thank you, Natalie. Uh, so we noticed with Ian and Angela, it's a great podcast. Everybody, go check it out. It's right here on the Ronan Network. Yeah, uh, fifty-seven seventy-five per month. Thank Woo-hoo-hoo. you very much to Ian and Angela. Uh, Ken Kruger fifty-seven, the Golden Voice of Radio Ronan. By the way, Ken Kruger fifty-seven seventy-seven per month. You're going to be hearing more of him. He's going to Disney World for uh-huh. a couple of weeks. He's going on yeah. the road for a couple of weeks, and then he'll be back. And uh, right about the time fall is kicking in, Ken will be doing some stuff here yes, on the show. Yes, uh, can't we're very wait. excited about it. King Richard Drew, King Richard Drew, King Richard, the mighty, the mighty king of Utah County. <laughs> he's back from he's back from Ghana. He's not in Ghana anymore. Is he, is he feeling uh, better? I, I need to check with him. Sixty dollars a month. Oh, yeah. I, I hope he's I hope he's feeling better. Okay, all right. Yeah. We'll, we'll give you a report. I, I told. I said I hope I hope you're you didn't get a tapeworm and gone. And he went well. Yeah. <laughs> about that. Uh, <laughs> here's what happened. We'll check in with him. Uh, Phil, go to get me a quench at Johnson. Thank you, Phil. Sixty dollars a month. Yeah. Doctor Steve McKiff of McKiff Dental. Apparently, he's got a record longer than my. Well, it's long. <laughs> oh. You don't know that one? No, why don't I? Oh, I know I know it's from Oceans, but I, I can't remember which one. Panda. Yeah, you know? I'm I, I'm racking my brain right now. I'm going oh, through come my on. I know it's Oceans. I just can't put which movie gentlemen, it is. Gentlemen, gentlemen. Is it 12? Uh, is it Oceans 13 when they're talking about the uh, the kid of the... Uh... No. No, okay. No. Hmm. Which one is it? He is he is doubling as a member of the Nevada Gaming Commission, and he goes into oh yeah yeah it's that's Ocean's right. Eleven. It's Ocean's Eleven. He's that's with Terry right. Bennett. Well done, Steve McKinnon. Yeah, that was a good one, man. That's a score right there, sixty oh seven. Uh, Master Jedi Bren and Chris the Brit too. Thank you very much. Sixty sixty two twenty two. The legend Guy Stones. Poltergeisty. Yeah. Uh, thank you, guys. Stone. $65 a month. Thanks, dude. I, ho- I hope you and your family are great. I miss you, man. Uh, Greg West at $70.50. I know he's great. <laughs> Greg West at $70.50 a month. Thank you, Greg, uh, for everything you do to support the show. Love you, dude. Uh, short of walking in with a bloody magnetron around your neck, you know what a magnetron is, don't you? Uh, something that screws up the Greco. <laughs> yeah. Another panda. Another. I know what that one's from. Panda. Oh, Tell yeah. us all what it is. I know which one it is. Oh, it's Ocean's Thirteen. That's <laughs> one of my favorite lines. Something that screws up the Greco. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, well, that's just even that line delivery from uh, uh, George Clooney of the 
uh, something that screws up the gecko or Greco. Uh, you <laughs> Greco? Know, yeah. Good job, Panda. Uh, yeah, good job. That's a great quote, dude. Thanks. Uh, anyway, Greg said eighty bucks a month. Yeah. Uh, why are you doing that? I don't. I don't know. It makes no sense. To me. <laughs> uh, Andre's mom. <laughs> Andre's mom at AccentDoors.co officially a sponsor of the five days a week of Rona campaign. Thank you <laughs> so much. <laughs> Yeah. $100 a month. Thank you very much to Andre's mom and AccentDoors.co. John at Radio Ronin is the bomb.com. It's John Kennedy. Thank you very much, John Kennedy. $100 a month is a real website, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Steven Spank Murray. I believe he's coming to the show. Uh, Uh, When you come to town, Greg, the the poison uh, Motley Crue thing. He should be. I think so. Um, by the way, I feel like I should just let everybody know um, we, we are not just going to. And Pandy, you're more than welcome to, to join us. Okay. Uh, you got the Motley Crew, Poison, yep. Def Leppard show. Yep. Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. We're also seeing Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh huh. Wayne Newton. Uh huh. And wow. Barry Manilow. But, but not, oh. not just normal Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow Christmas. Yes. Oh, yes. nice. There's nothing that makes me feel more festive. The best Christmas music comes from comes from Jews. Oh, it's true. It yeah. is absolutely yeah, it is one hundred percent true. true. It, it really it's it's all the way true. And at the top of the list is Barry Manilow. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be so it's much awesome. fun. No, it's uh, I'm I'm not even joking. I mean, oh no, I'm, I'm with true. you. Yeah, uh, Stephen Murray, Red Rock Heating and Cooling. Give him a call, will you? If you got furnace problems, if you've got any sort of furnace or uh, or AC problems, yeah, he's the guy that we endorse. Red Rock Heating and Cooling, he's a great guy. Uh, DGH, that's Denise Godzilla Huntsaker. I am your father, Luke. Give in to the dark side of the forest, you knob. <laughs> I know <laughs> you exactly knob. what that one's from. I, I didn't read that right. I, I should have done it differently. <laughs> I am your father, Luke. Give in to the dark side of the forest, you knob. <laughs> that's better. Take it's Bob off, and Doug you McKenzie. hoser. You hoser. Great movie. Great movie. A Shakespearean movie, might I add. Really? So I'll let you guys go research that and what that's huh. all about. Strange yeah. Brew is actually Shakespearean. Okay. Because yeah. the father was murdered. Yeah, and there's a whole family. Yeah. I know exactly Let, what you're flatter, talking about. Yeah, everybody yeah. go check it out. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flapjacks, Jumping Jacks, Pepper Jacks, Card Jacks, Cracker Jacks, and Butt Cracks. <laughs> oh, I know this one. Flapjacks, Jumping Jacks, Pepper Jacks, Card Jacks, Cracker Jacks, and Butt Cracks. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like a country song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it should uh, be if it uh, isn't. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, Denise Godzilla Huntsaker, $105.75 a month. Holy, Holy crap. crap. And Adam Huntsaker, $107 a month. Jeez. Husband and wife team there. They're throwing down. Thank you very much yeah. to uh, to both of you. Uh, thank you, Adam. I don't know what your quote is. Always holding court down in Bash as well, and, and just the insanity yeah. that ensues. But uh, I swear I know what that quote's from. I I, uh, I can't Google it either because people won't let yeah. me. Yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> that's not all right. Just a girl, Gene, at 111.11 per month. Gene Marie Hutchinson, thank you so much. Uh, Darren Phillips, Semper Fi to Darren Phillips. Yeah. Uh, he sent me a message. Darren, I saw the message come in. I was on a call. I have not read it yet. Oh, so I just want to let you know I've seen the message. I'm going to go read it and I'll respond. And I'm sorry that I haven't responded so far. Hopefully it's about your kid. Hopefully yeah, it's about there your we kiddo, go. And I apologize that I haven't seen it yet. $120 per month. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, keep it rolling, you glorious bastards. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you too. It's anonymous. Three hundred fifty dollars a month. Thank you. Thank you very much. And the evil twin, the queen of quench, Miss Angela Hammond at three fifty one. Thank you to all of you for making this show possible. Thank you for walking the walk and supporting us the way that you do. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to join our Patreon campaign, uh, we'd love to have you. Um, yeah. All you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash Radio Ronan. We do have a goblin ghost hunt coming up. What is a goblin Ooh. ghost hunt? Well, it's where the goblins, all of the names that we just read. It's them and a guest, and they get to come hang out.
out and do a ghost hunt. We're going to be doing it at the Benson Chris Mill. Yes. And uh, if you don't want to go on the ghost hunt, you're more than welcome to come and hang out. That's why we picked yeah. this location. Yep. Bring some food. You can hang out and we can just kind of all just kind of socialize and BS and just kind of you it's know, gonna be so much I've, fun. I've missed you guys. So yeah. uh, it should be fun. We haven't been able to do it because of the pandemic and stuff, uh, but it's great to be back at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, for more details about this, all you have to do is just go to patreon.com forward slash radio Ronan. Woohoo. That's right. easy. There you cool. go. Um, okay, Panda. Yes. Yes. It's sir. your turn, my friend. Uh, Panda's movie shout out. What is it? What are we talking about today, man? All right. So today's movie shout out, and I can't believe I haven't done this one yet. Uh, so it comes from 2015 and I was a little bit worried about when this movie was coming out because the animation style was changing a little bit. The okay. movie is the Peanuts movie. Oh, the Peanuts uh, movie. Yeah. So 2015 um, feels like a long time ago. It really I don't, does. I don't know why. Yeah, well, so I'm not alone there, right? I, I feel yeah. like it's like a couple mi- minutes ago for me. Like, okay, that's how like, I, know I know I'm old. I'm like, oh, 2015, that was. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. yeah. It was like seven years ago. And it really, honestly, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago to me because I remember going to see this in the theater. And mm, nice. Really? Yeah, but the, the, the Peanuts movie is one of those things. So I was, I, like I was saying, I was, I was a little bit worried in the beginning because I was like, oh no, don't, don't change the animation style. Don't, don't go into this kind of CGI 3D character yeah. type thing. But mm-hmm. they accomplished it with keeping some points of the traditional animation that you could even see in the eyes of the characters that they're using some of those old tricks that Charles Schultz used to use in the comics and oh, the that's cool. specials. It was an interesting choice because you would think if they were going to be CGI, they would just make them look like regular kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Or more like Jimmy Neutron or something, something like yeah, that. Yeah. They didn't do that. They kept they kept their shapes and they they still look like the animated characters. But now they're CGI. I remember when this movie came out, a lot of people were like, eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did see this movie and thought it was fantastic. I saw it a long time ago, but I was surprised how good it was. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I I was a little bit worried, too, because, you know, Charles Schultz had passed away uh, quite a few years before that. And I'm like, that's right. I'm like, I just hope that they do these characters justice and they keep that heart. That is the uh, the peanuts, you know, like. The, the mm-hmm. heart that I knew, and luckily it was uh, Charles Schultz's son and one of his grandkids that actually wrote and were heavily involved with this. And so, oh, oh I didn't I, yeah. know that. That's cool. Now, the the okay. premise of this particular movie is Charlie Brown embarks on an epic quest to win the heart of the little red-haired girl, and uh, you know, there's not much more you really need to say. Where it's just Charlie Brown trying to win the affection of this girl that he's always had a crush on if even if you go back into the comics and and a lot yeah. of the peanut specials he's always had this crush yep. on the little red on the little girl. redhead girl in fact that's where a lot of the content came from outside of holiday content it was it was anxiety that charlie was having <laughs> about this girl oh, yeah. um I mean, and I it even, made perfect sense yeah, I even remember in one of the peanut specials, like he's so nervous about seeing the little red-haired girl, he kind of crushes his poor peanut butter and jelly sandwich in his hands because he's. I like remember that nervous. one. I remember that one. That's yeah. funny. Oh my gosh, I had that. I had a book. 
Um, and I got these books. I bought them used. It was like the library was just getting rid of some books. And so they took them to my school. Mm-hmm. And I remember they had a Charlie. They had two Charlie Brown books. And they were like next to nothing in terms of price. And I had a little bit of lunch money. And I was like, I really want these. Oh, nice. So nice. I just didn't get lunch that day. But I bought these two books. And I, I still have them somewhere. Oh, cool. Uh, and they were these kind of these really, they were hardbound books. They were great. And I remember that story being in there. I've always loved Charlie Brown. Always loved the Peanuts gang. Yeah. Um, that's something you and I have in common. I think Charles Schultz is a genius. Oh yeah, uh, and and one of the best writers, one of the most underrated writers of our time. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, this is why what? we need to take Panda to Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah, 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 everything is Peter's theme. Yeah. Yep. And what I love about the story of this movie too is it's it's essentially it's a story of treating others with kindness, being honest, and then also never giving up because that's a lot of the things that that uh, Charlie Brown has to go through. Uh, you know, in order where he's just trying to even get noticed by this girl throughout the uh, the movie. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, of course, you've got all these great nods to a lot of the comic strips, a lot of the um, the different storylines from comics and some of the specials that happen throughout the movie too, paying homage to the original stories. And I love it, too, because they don't beat you over the head with this stuff either. Right. Yeah, it's right. nice and simple. You You're know? simple with it. No, that's cool. Uh, what a great, what a great choice, Panda. Yeah, good Thanks. pick. Dude. This is great, especially where all the kids are going back to school. I think right. this is a perfect yeah, choice. It, it really well is. well done. And then uh, also the uh, the movie does have a couple stars in it that people will know. First of all, doing the voice of Charlie Brown is Noah Schnapp, who is uh, Will Byers from Stranger Things. Oh, cool. Oh, is that right? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I had no clue. And then That's awesome. One of the strangest ones is uh, Kristen Chenoweth is doing the voice of Fifi, who is Snoopy's love interest in this movie. And so she doesn't really do a voice. She just does noises She's as herself. the dog. Yeah. Oh, oh she just does <laughs> noises yeah, yeah. as the dog. Yeah. That's I right. Mean, I don't know why I don't remember that character. I kind of awesome. remember the character, but I don't. Yeah, I don't remember her saying anything. So <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it's just an adorable movie. You can sit down with the kids and watch this movie and have a great time with it. Now, it's not streaming anywhere with any of the services, but I mean, on Vudu and on Amazon Prime, it's five bucks to buy it. Oh, Oh, it's just five bucks, bucks. which is like renting it. It is like renting those places. Okay, well, cool. Well, excellent job, Panda. Well done. Uh, thanks, everyone, for checking out this show. Kind of a music-heavy show. Yeah. Um, which happens every great once in a while here. But I'm glad you had fun at Rob Zombie with the guys, Panda. That's cool. Oh, yeah. That was and, so much fun. And if you can, I highly recommend you check out Woodstock 99. I think it's going to blow your mind when you uh, take a look at it. You're going to be so mad yeah. when you watch this. You, you'll think about <laughs> it for like six days after. It that's, will. that's what I'm going through right now. It will happen. Yeah. yeah, you'll you'll watch it. And it's like, you know, Panda, when you watch a horror movie and it's not really scary when you're watching it. And then after it's over with, it just consumes your life for a couple of days. That's what this Woodstock thing will do to you. Yeah. Okay. When you watch awesome. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, have a great start to your week. I hope everyone has an awesome week, and we will see you on Thursday for the next one. Until then, we'll see you when we see you.